This week's episode is brought to you by Colt 45 and Bananas, Breakfast of Champions. Hey, what's going on? This is Tay, the former co-host of Keep It Basement with the Sweens. I see the boy Sweens done blew up without me. You are tuned in to Keep It Basement and Keep It Locked here. Yeah. More fire. Come on, man. I'm too Hollywood for this podcast. Yeah, I heard you tried to get bitches to the crib. That didn't work, obviously. And then your bum-ass intern, very unreliable and unprofessional. <laughs> keep it, keep, keep, keep it basement, man. What, keep it, what radio? It's basement radio. Keep it basement? Put it down with Mike Sweeney. Mike Sweeney, keep it basement, the idiot. What's going on? This is Mike Sweeney. What's up, homie? Do you want me to shout out Mike Sweeney? Or, or, what are you, Jewish? Uh, no, I'm actually not. No, I'm not Jewish. Would it be better if, uh, well, if I told you I was Jewish? Oh, no, you're a white kid, right? Yeah, white. Well, yeah, I'm white. Oh, no, I'm just trying to Sweeney. I know some people. All right, so basically, you want me to shout out Keep It Basement, right? We in this building. Still keep It Basement? Yeah. Keep it what? Like, keep it, like, keep it in the house. Keep it yeah. in. Keep It Basement. Yes. And what, what's your name, you guys? Hi, my name is Kevin Sweeney. Mike Sweeney. But that was so cool. Oh, man. How did I get that wrong? Nikki Parrish, and you're listening to Keep a Basement Radio. Don't go anywhere, bitch. And you keep doing you. What the fuck is this? My ex was a gamer. Right. <laughs> did she get jumped in or did she get, or did she get trained in? Like, I'm like, and you couldn't ask her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so what do you do for a how was that your girlfriend then? She was getting all that cryptic. <laughs> <laughs> Did she crip walk on you? Uh, <laughs> That's not so bad. Okay, bro, thanks. Know the- oh, wow, yeah. <laughs> it's marginal. You know what's crazy? A lot of white people never think big, big picture as black people do. Uh, I like hip-hop culture. I feel like I'm part of hip-hop culture, but I don't know where I stand, and I feel weird about it. Like, you should. Like, I'm like, marginal. All right, Sweeney, I'm going to see you later. Stay black, That's not so bad. There we have it, folks. Keep it, <laughs> keep it basement podcast. Time to make my move. Sweet taste of victory like Oprah's Manny. Damn, that shit was dope. Damn, son, where'd you find this? You sent me so much goddamn material. Oh, nah, it it could be any one of those things. Just if there's something you. uh, uh, (laughs) Cuck. Normal. (laughs) Zappy is a bully. (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen his interviews at Exotica? No, what? How'd that go? They're critically acclaimed. Oh, well, we're gonna talk about it right now. Just start it whenever you want to start it's it. Let's start it. Oh, it's good. Cool. Yo, thanks, man. <laughs> Once Are you again. Why do you keep episode. doing this, bro? It's it's it's, oh it's my god. Go ahead, Tom. Not organic. It's, it's all. authentic. It's it's smooth. People want to turn it off. People hear, oh, here's the podcast. Here's the guest, and then there's always like a music bed in the beginning anyway. So keep basement really podcast. Uh, Michael, dumbass Sweeney, the Sweeney's, Alex Nicholas, myself, Tom Zappi. We have. Uh, 
New Jersey comedian Rishi Mather. Ooh. Rishi, thank you for joining us. New Ooh, Jersey comedian, hot. All right, what's up? New yeah, yeah. Oh, just stop it. You better own Jersey, bro. Well, you're from here. <laughs> Don't you dare you're New York. A New York comedian, really, but you're from Jersey. <laughs> no, nah, that's so cool. That's I'll take Jersey that's comedian. Right. I'll, I'll Jersey, Jersey comic working in the New York scene. Yeah, you know? I'll take that. Yeah. Jersey comics are mostly New York comics to outsiders anyway, probably. Yeah, but that's the point. If we're outsiders, then fine. Let's own it. You know <laughs> yeah, what yeah. I mean? Like, too many people lying, bro. Too many yeah. people lying. No, it's true. Yo, I'm a New York comic. I'm like, I've seen you at Menlo Park Mall. Oh, you better stop God. this. Working. He was on the road. <laughs> Working. Okay. No, Wait, no weren't one you wants to claim they're from Jersey. You were Quaker yeah, Bridge Spencers. It's huh? like every, no one wants to claim they're from care. Jersey. I started in New York, but everyone sees me around here. They're like, you never fucking started in New York. So I'm just like, yeah, okay, whatever you say. Nah, I, Jersey. I mean, if you start in New York, start in New York. You know? Yeah, but I've been here longer now. So but I you're still a here. Jersey comic. I got a good stage for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's right. where I live. So I'll give it to you. Yeah, that's true. I am a Jersey comic. Yeah, see, that's what yeah. I'm saying, dude. Yeah. Where are you? Where are you at now? Are you still living in Jersey, or you? I still live in Jersey. I'm in just New York doing shows three times a week. Good. Yeah. yeah, way more than me, dude. I'm just dipping my toe in. Nah, man, you're gonna break in. Don't worry about it. Oh, just my. a little bit. Dude, psh, dude, you're telling me, man, dude. I hate the train system though. Overall, I've the train system. It's never <laughs> been like a like straight thing with me. Every time like I have to use the train, it's either like, oh, this is shut down for the weekend. You know what I mean? Yeah, you gotta they limit their trains on the weekends. For what though? I don't. I never got that. <laughs> do you drive into the city to do shows a lot? Uh, it depends how long I stay for. So, for example, this weekend I'll be driving in, but then Sunday night I'm gonna park the car in East Brunswick so I can take the bus in because I'll be there for four days. T- in New York City for four days? Yeah, three or four days. Yeah. How do you? What do? You, where do you stay? My girl's place. Ah, <laughs> there you go. His <laughs> girl's place. Hey, I didn't know you had a girl. Hell yeah. Yeah. Did you meet her online? Yeah, Tinder. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's oh. like, it's open. Oh, right I never told you guys about my sugar mama. No, sugar she mama. Buys, how old is she? Do you she really buys me everything? How old is? She's a year younger than me. <laughs> oh, that's not oh, a God, sugar not mama. No, no, but she is rich. What does she do? She oh, no, she's not rich herself. Like her Family. old like, money. Her, it's not even old money. Her parents ha- are well off. She's well off. Like she has a good job. Her brother's a VC. Like they're pretty well off family. Oh, okay. So they, yeah, yeah. Did, she, yeah, she, 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 she's a pillar of society. Is she is a pillar yeah. of my life. Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> she's a fun- she's a functioning member of society. Unlike us all. Yeah, yeah exactly, man. Hell yeah, bro. Nah, she's great. How does she like the comedy thing? She's all right. So she's a huge fan of comedy. That's a weird, weird thing. She like she goes to the cellar like. Once a week, she's there. Okay, watching the comics. Like she, her favorite comic right now is Lisa Traeger. Okay, That's and a very good Hustin one. Minaj, obviously, because you know she's Indian. Every Indian girl gets wet for him. Yeah, <laughs> of course. <laughs> Hassan. He's doing well for himself. Oh, he's doing very. Oh, is, good. is he doing all right? He, he's doing all right. <laughs> he's doing okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, just compared to you know us, he's doing all right. <laughs> I mean, I haven't seen him in the Stress Factory at open mic yet, so we'll see what he winds up, yeah, dude. <laughs> Man, that, that comes and bombs. That's kind of sick, though. I like seeing dudes work like or still go back to rooms. You know what I mean? Like even like you'll see Mike Lawrence at the creek at a mic. You know what I mean? He doesn't Dude, have to. Dude, Anthony Devito to. does a creek. He DeVito. does mics. Oh, DeVito's you know what's funny? Dope. Louis was doing mics when he was doing his last tour. At the city oh, when he did the garden, he went straight to the cellar after that. Yeah, yeah. that's you crazy. Know, you know what's crazy? A Hamble Burst wants to the garden. And not even a headline. He did the garden and then went right to the creek to do the mics because he just, he had no other stage. He just like he went to go back to the mics. That's mad funny, dude. That's just cra- imagine that. Be like looking at your phone. All right, yeah, eight o'clock, Master Square Garden, <laughs> ten Creek, <laughs> twelve Creek, twelve Creek. Hang out. That's real love though. It's like passion over profit. Like these guys, they don't care. They'll be on the stage, Master Square Garden, or the comedy cellar. It doesn't matter. 
Well, I mean, that's the thing. The hustle is ninety percent of the game. That's right? what's crazy. That's yeah, it. I give you guys credit. Like, what do you do? Sleep in a car? If you, what is a late night in New York City? I uh, sometimes, yeah, sometimes. Like I four a.m. I have a I have a pillow and a blanket in my car for that reason. So you gotta respect it. You can't <laughs> knock the hustle. I can't sleep in a car. I'm like too big, dude. That's the thing. Like, I'm yeah. perfect size. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough. I've like I've done it, and like yeah, once you find that little comfortable spot, or you're that drunk, then fine. But like, like I wake up and think I'm gonna crash. Dude, really? I'm like, like when I wake oh, up. Oh shit! Yeah. Well, I think just I'm like driving. Or well, something. you do know that like if you do sleep in your car and you have been drinking, put your keys in the trunk. You know that trick already, right? Yeah, I don't. If really you fall asleep much, with the keys in the car, they're still gonna try to yeah, yeah, try to drive. So mm-hmm. yeah, always listen. To because yeah, keys. they could say you could gotten up and could have driven the car. Yeah, nope. Mm-hmm. They're in the trunk, baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or you put them in a little wheel well, whatever that too. You know what I'm talking about? Like yeah. right where uh oh where the you're tires, talking about tires right there yeah, yeah. yeah that little little pocket you could put it in too so outside the car technically but I mean mm-hmm. I mean this ninety percent of the game is a hustle I saw Tom in the city the other day we bombed in a mic together yes and then I bombed another mic where'd you go where'd you go Par- new spot Parkside uh, Parkside Lounge I think it's newer so Parkside Lounge is like a bar but they've been starting to do comedy open Sick mics room. there but okay. they have an open mic you guys should all do is called Subdrift it's like an all Indian crowd Indian American crowd but they mm. have like 60-70 people in that room that are just audience members and they have music and comedy so you could literally test out your material in front of a real life audience like as a mic mm. damn dude I've never even really done a whole Indian crowd either yeah, how does Those that go hard to come across? I respect imagine. the energy. Like you guys That's go to I'm these saying. shows, New York City. I just respect the energy. You go, you bomb. You, you, it's like you you spend like hours upon hours there. You go to like two places. One's probably shitty with five people there who are all the comics, and you go and bomb, and you just move on. You keep moving. I, I respect it. I mean, yeah, because you, you need it. Though. You gotta really yeah. love it. Oh, you definitely need it. Like if you're once if you're killing all the time, something's wrong. You yeah. Know? But like also like or you're just, you're not new new material. If you're killing all the time, that means you're doing. Material you've been doing for the past three years over and over. So you're not evolving. Again. Yeah, it's like the the cycle should be when you're starting off. There should be at least one or two that you're still doing that are like your oldest, but everything else should like cycle. So it should like be pushing back all the time, like create, push one back, push one off, like. Mm. Or what you're doing is taking old material and you're just rewording it to see what the best win is. Because like I was at a mic and I did the exact same set I've been doing, but. I reworded every part and bombed on every single beat because every single beat was off. Yeah. And people could sense that. So like, all right, cool. Well, I got to go back to that. Let me just keep trying different venues because you don't know what's going to be better than your previous one. Mm. Yeah, Never I d- know. I did that longer set on Saturday and I was usually do my old shit first and I was just right on my head. I was like, oh, let me do the stuff I've been doing. And then all of a sudden time was going and going. I had to pull the old stuff. I'm like, I haven't done this joke in like two years. Yeah, that's the best, though, when, like, you're doing good up front and you know that you have a whole slew of shit that you didn't even jump into yet. Yeah, Yeah. that's the best part. I like like that a lot, but, like, also, like, even uh, with the, uh, like, the weekend at Miss Pat's, you know, she she does a long time. She's funny as fuck, but, like, she does a long time, so I didn't know. Usually, like, when you're hosting, they give you 10, 12 minutes up front, and then, like, right before... He was like, yeah, you're only doing, like, five. And I'm like, what? Like, five? And he was like, all right, do seven. And I was like, dude, I was, like, preparing myself for fucking 10, 12. So now, like, literally walking up, I'm, like, just editing in my head, like, what what gets thrown out? You know what I mean? Because with seven, it's like, dude, after a while, 
That's like a joke and a half, two jokes, basically. Like three, 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 three. But like, you got to be selective with these shits now. Now you're looking at everybody like, because ten, twelve gives you room to throw out one on like, like two testers. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Is this gonna work or this gonna work? Oh, both work. We're killing. One worked. All right, now I got to go through the, down this avenue, sort of thing. Well, you know that's what I mean? innate in you though, too, right at this point, because I know that when you get on stage and you test out a joke, either you or Tom or me, if I throw a joke out there and it doesn't hit, then I'm like, all right, well, I know this next joke is gonna hit. I just yeah. know it. I just feel that I, I, because I can sense from their energy what they want. I've always could tell from their energy how they reacted, what they're gonna want to hear next. Yeah, the worst is when it's a crowd that isn't receptive to crowd work, but they just suck at listening to material too. <laughs> yeah. Cause I had one of those. It was. It might have been. It might have been the last show. It was a Sunday, but that's cause like it was like it was a dead night. Like nobody comes out on Sunday, like ever. Like nobody comes out on Sunday. So it was like definitely a way smaller crowd. Cause like all the other shows were fucking popping, and then like this one, you could tell they were like looking around kinda, and then it, like you could tell it got in their head. They're like, ah, oh, it's not a lot of us, and they were just that much more picky with shit. Like it yeah. was real weird. But my question was, did somebody address the fact that there was nobody in the room? Couple people, yeah. We all joked about it, but it's just like you, you could, could tell the people it. that 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 on that one because like if it's three hundred people, you could say like. 275 are definitely there to see Miss Pat, you know what I mean? But, like, that other, you know what I mean, 25 is there to pat it, too. Like, they're still open to other comics. Mm -hmm. When it's just 30 fans, they're like, all right, hurry the fuck up, dude. Like, I'm trying to see what I pay for. Exactly. So it was, like, that type of energy. You're pulling teeth, dude. Like, Mm -hmm. insane. Like, it was, like, you could feel, like, oh, it's more like, ha-ha, next. So, I feel this way sometimes, the 78 Lounge. If you ever go there... So People are there job. to see Smokey. He's the host of the show. He's not even the headliner. Yeah. People are there for him. I saw Rob Hayes go up and bomb, and people are just like, we want Smokey. They just want a Smokey you know, the entire which time. Which sucks because oh, you're not giving everyone else a chance. I feel like that's why Schultz makes a good point with internet and like using social media and uh, comedy, like how he puts his stuff on Instagram and YouTube, because it's like it's such a different day and age. Like People want exactly what they want to see. Like they'll, You'll follow Gary Vee. You'll follow Andrew Schultz for comedy. You'll follow Gary Vee for motivation. So like... If you're like at a comedy show and you're paying to see the headliner, like I feel like I know it sounds fucked up, but I feel like a lot of these people, like only like a percentage of, will listen to the opening acts or the host and stuff like that. They're just trying to draw their attention on the headliner who they paid to see. Yeah. Well, you'll listen because you have no choice. I mean, but yeah, like with I mean, the Schultz thing, I feel like you'll get more exposure. Say if you were like, not, I'm not saying doing comedy videos on uh, Instagram, like fucking like stupid pranks and stuff. I'm saying like put your comedy on Instagram, even though you might think you're burning material. In a way, you're actually gaining more exposure though through your jokes, and you might get more like uh, opportunity. Yeah, yeah but you also have to keep. From. You also got to be able to know that by doing that, the shit that you're producing like is on par too. Yeah. Because if you're a slow creator, it's like, and you burn shit, you're kind of dead in the water for a little bit, and nobody yeah. wants that. That's the whole thing. Because like, let's say your shit hits, now people are coming to see you, but yeah. of course you, they don't want to hear. Some people that don't know how comedy works, like they, they, they don't care if you did the same shit that they clicked on and noticed you for, but, like, other, for the majority, you still need new shit. Yeah. So let's say you only have that hour, and you put that hour out, and now they're like, oh, you're selling tickets now, bro. Yeah. So now you got to do 45, and you have no new 45. 
Yeah, you know what I mean? And also, yeah. the thing with comedians is, like, I feel like you guys never put out enough stuff at certain times, but, like, I understand it because you're about the stage and the presence. But, like, look at Ryan Davis. Like, for instance, like, something will happen, news will happen, and he'll put out, like, a clip, like, real quick, and it will help him gain followers, and it will help him, like, gain more popularity. So comedy clubs will see, like, oh, he's increasing this and that. Let's book him for our show. Well, I feel it, like it's, like, a whole process now. It depends on what your goal is, right? Yeah, yeah, Everyone has their own goal. Here's the thing. Andrew Schultz has been doing comedy for so long. He has yeah. hours and hours and hours of material. But that dude is also understanding how to market the game. He's playing it so well. Like, yeah. And the reason he's playing it so well because everyone rejected him. The yeah, yeah. industry rejected him. Networks rejected him. Netflix rejected him. So he's like, fuck it. I'm going to do it on my own. Yeah. And he's doing it on his own. He's incredible. But here's the thing. If, you, I, if, if I have like half an hour of material and I throw all of it out there and then people start hitting me, that same thing with Alex said. If people pay for to see me now, I got to do an hour. I, if I don't have an hour ready, then I'm fucked. Yeah. So people, you got to have the material first, too. Well, I mean, it's a mix of both. You just have to keep creating. And plus, if every time you put something on YouTube, you could just throw all your throwaway shit on YouTube that works. And then by the time people come see your show, they could see the ready shit that's been going on. That's and what you're working on. Doing, yeah. yeah. And right? even like people who are like putting like news articles out and making comedy about it, like it seems so easy and it's like fast paced. I feel like you don't have to waste your material on that, though, but it puts your name out there. But it's a different light, I guess. Yeah. But it all intertwines now. That's what I'm saying. Social media is such a tricky thing. It's like you kind of got to kind of the illusion like like the illusion is you're the same illusion how when you're on stage and like it seems as if it's coming off the top of your head. Right. Yeah. It's the same illusion when dudes are putting finally putting out that material. Like by the time they fucking put that material, they're at an hour and a half. They're burning an hour, but now you got a half hour to work with that mm-hmm. nobody's ever heard before. And then while you're on the road, you could build that back in 30. So it's almost like you got to work ahead of the timeline in itself. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like you're sitting on so much as a comedian. Like a rapper will put out every song, every mixtape, and like make money off the streams. But a comedian, you're like holding on to your the, your best stuff. It's a body and of it's work. It's kind of fucked up. Exactly. It's, like, it's a real art thing. It's a but body of work. It's true, right? Because But here's the thing, though. You could also let all your shit go. Yeah. And as long as you're comfortable being uncomfortable and just working on new shit constantly, just getting shit faster, by the time you're selling tickets, you should be able to have your next half hour ready to go. Yeah. Right? You just, how fast can you work? Like, some people yeah. can create six to seven jokes in a day and have, like, three work. And then those three are three minutes right there. Mm-hmm. So then 10 days later, you have half an hour. There are some comedians that could actually do that. It's ridiculous. It's super hard to fucking do that. That's weird. I feel like yeah. as popular you get, you don't need to be as funny. I know it's fucked up saying that, but like, I know, like yeah, people laugh at the, you no matter what. Because expe- you've proven it already. Yeah. The expectation level now lowers because there's a trust there. Yeah. Well, you're I know funny. Him, yeah. There, your presence is funny. Yeah. It's not, it's just, yeah. You are funny. I mean, you can still get booed off stage, yeah. but sure. you are but funny. You're funny. You'd have to be really off your game, though. You know yeah. What I mean, because like I said, I've seen dudes just like, you know, crowd will go crazy for some mediocre shit for like the first 15 minutes. You know what I mean? And I think that that's a good spot to be at because, once again, that dude might only have a half hour, but he could bullshit 15, you know what I mean? Because they're willing to give you that. Once they start settling down is when now you got to turn it on and actually be good. But, like, I think, yeah, what comes with celebrity is that fucking 15 cushion. You know what I mean? Like, Say say it's like a Thursday night at the stress factor. It's not as packed as you expect. Do you think they kind of level it down, the material? They don't level it down. You got to be that much more precise. 
because like uh, like if you say if you listen to a podcast because uh, I went to a show yeah Schultz he was talking about like something on a podcast with Charlemagne and he was using the same stories on the comedy stuff I guess it was hitting on the podcast or he thought it was funny so yeah. he was practicing it but that's the and then he would go into his act too he would like go all around that that's night. the best part of a podcast is that dude it's teaching you how to like riff and create off yeah. top because like there's shit that we say on here and shit that we talk about where like you should be taking mental notes down as a comic like Mm. I don't know if Zap does it, but like we've definitely talked about some shit where He's I'm like, that could be a fucking bit, you know? I took Spooky Side. I wrote it right down. Spooky. <laughs> spooky Side. Oh, my God. That was amazing, <laughs> by the way. He <laughs> said Spooky Side. When have you, have you ever called the girl Spooky? Wait, wait. Hold on. Backtrack. What the fuck? Spooky. He wanted to say something spooky else. Spooky sides? Yeah, I did t- not no, want to say that. He said Allie. He said Allie has a spooky side. Like, spooky Because he was like, he, he said something. He was <laughs> trying to dig himself out of a hole. Because she's like, well, what do you mean by that? And he was like, nah, you just got a spooky side. <laughs> nah, Allie Mae Brandon looks like a serial killer. I feel you. Spooky sides. It dude. was Halloween. I was getting <laughs> festive in the mood. And yeah, he was getting festive. Okay. Kind of like a gothic spooky side. Oh, dude. That's Allie, so funny. Allie <laughs> will fuck you up, side. though. Allie she will. She seems cool. Oh, dude. She's great. I don't feel like getting my ass kicked. But Adam Carolla said. To say this, Allie Mae Brandon. When I first started to now is one of the most improved comics I've seen. Yeah, I she's, said that to her. She's oh, dude, beastly she's, now. She's doing very well, man. I like it. Like, plus, yo, the style she has, that's a hard one to pull off. Like, that's the like that's the one thing I tell people is like, yo, you gotta go through a lot of trial and error when you're when it's shit that's that like touchy or makes people that uncomfortable. Like herpes jokes? Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's funny. Like, you know what I mean? Like scary. Oh, Dude, herpes? Oh my god! What would you do? Is your life over as you know it if you have herpes? Like, like apparently it's so common in porn that everyone has it. That's it, scary. That, oh. A lot of people have it. One in three people have it. Just listen to Ali's joke. I mean, it granted, just, it goes into remission. It's only you only got to worry about it like you know a couple times a year when it actually is full blown. Yeah. I'm just saying, if I saw it on a girl, I would just prefer to jerk off and not hook up with her. That's all I mean. No shit, but you're not gonna. But you also it. have to tell everyone about it. Well, that's the people, shit. I mean, people, they don't people, do that. People you don't. assume people do. People, people don't. don't. It's I, fucked I up. I know somebody there. who has it. They don't. They don't say anything. No. Yeah, who who wants to say that? You're like, oh, that's what I'm saying. Ready. That's what's so crazy. That's why you keep making out with chicks at bars. Keep making out with chicks at bars. You don't know where that mouth been. That's mouth, what I'm so mouth paranoid. terrifies me. I'm thinking of just genital right now, but then I think about the mouth. I'm like, oh my god. Oh, but people get cold sores all the time. See, See, that's I do. different. I get them, it's different yeah. though. But imagine a cold sore on your dick, bro. Like that's nah, it's, 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 it's different. I've seen some green. <laughs> I've, seen, I've, I've seen some shit. I have seen some shit on some mouth. Yo, that's fuck a cold sore green on pus. your dick, bro. Next I want to check yeah. mine right now. You're scaring uh, balls are itchy. Queen. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I gotta go. Uh, I definitely gotta get. Uh, you know, check up again, dude. But like, it's a, uh, it's definitely HIV testing time again. Jesus and cuddle Christ. season. You got to do that at least once a year, every, dude. Every twenty eight days, you get tested. If you're do it once a year, and I'm scared every time, bro. Every single time, I'm fucking terrified. <laughs> How many people you been hooking up with recently? Not no, not a lot. It's just like I like think like, dude, what if I'm that one in a million thing where like that somebody just, uh, sneezed and like a speck <laughs> of blood got in my yeah, eye? Yeah, not just fucking like, you. Gotta, you know what I mean? It's just something. You know what I mean? If you had an open cut on your finger, you grab the door and someone's all, all the blood was Yo, on Yo, people that do that. They're inject- yeah. They were uh, injecting uh, oranges with HIV blood. And Love then, like, still. Come yeah. on. All right, no negative energy for Michael. <laughs> oh, my God. If I can. Mm-mm. I'm just oh. saying. But yeah, her style is pretty. Um, it's pretty Dear Diary style. Yeah. Yeah. Dear Diary. I just got herpes. Thank you, Basin Podcast, now on Spotify and talk Yo, about Yo, we on Spotify, bitches. It's hey. crazy. There's seven-figure deals for podcasts now. And uh, we have our first Indian guest, Rishi. Charlamagne was talking <laughs> about it. That. He said the offers are coming in. Like, it's a new. It's like the new con. The new shit is going on with podcasts. A lot of people are getting, like, seven-figure offers. That's going to be us. New wave. 
Damn. You hear that Spotify people getting paid multiple millions. Not just Spotify, but the Joe Budden podcast got like a couple millions uh, for uh, Spotify. Yo, yeah. Joe Budden, we coming for you. Yo, fucking Desus Amaro doing the garden. Yeah, yeah I saw that. Be Wait, who is? Wait, was that for Desus the comedy? Fe- that already I happened. They already did. I think it already happened. I think it might. I think have it was ju- the eleventh, or was it yesterday? Was it yesterday? The, I think it was. The, I think it was um, Sunday or Monday. Because oh, okay. the festival's been going. The festival's over like this week sometime. Shout yeah. out to them though. They're fucking hilarious. Pizza yeah. delivery. Pizza phone. But it, it looks like the money is in streaming music on Apple, Spotify, Tidal, and even now podcasts. I've been going on there. The it's SoundCloud rappers they have to adapt because it really isn't the wave anymore. They were saying. There's gonna be one more. Watch this. <laughs> and ready no more hello I need a full chicken parm called it baby yeah <laughs> four rings that's usually it man what was Carola saying Carola said that uh, comedians have to watch what they say these days but like being a comedian it shouldn't be that because the essence of being a comedian is not watching what you say exactly. so he said I don't get why it we would want to do it depends on what you're trying to go for again I mean yeah you could tiptoe if you want to but if you're not going to be a tiptoe comic then fuck it say what yeah. you want to say just you're gonna get people yeah. are gonna say what they're gonna say. It's always been that way. It's yeah. always been that way. Some don't know because DL Uli says when he sees comedians now, they have to ask for permission. He said that's really silly to him. Like you don't need uh, approval from a crowd. Like they're coming to see you. And he goes, "Who cares if an audience gets mad or Twitter? What's the big deal?" But that's also DL Uli. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like like I'm, if your platform's established at this point, then yeah, do it. But like my yeah, whole thing is. Comedy. Yo, if there's a thought attached to it, fine. You know what I mean? Like, like that's all. If you're just blindly just saying dumb shit, then, like, that's one thing. But, like, if there was, like, like Patrice was saying, if there was, like, an attempt to be funny, like, at least let it hear him out before you fucking yeah. try to rip someone's head off. At I, the end of the day, it's a joke. Yeah, yeah. You gotta it's a joke. I just don't know. If you a microphone, then you're attempting to be funny. No, it's interesting. I don't know what comedians want or entertainers, because, like, like, LeBron, like, the shut up and dribble stuff, like, people tell comedian, like, <laughs> just just uh, keep talking to make a joke and don't do anything else. But, like, at the same time, a lot of comedians want to, like, help out and, like, be a spokesperson for something. And, like, it's hard to find a balance when you talk about certain things that's not serious. And, uh, it, like, I don't know. It's it, it just, like, it seems like it's hard for the general public to realize that. Like, people want to help out, too. But, like, as a comedian, that you say so much shit that could be so bad and used against you that, like, the, someone who has a different agenda than you will use it against you at the end of the day. I mean, yeah, you could bend words or whatever any sort of way. It's all about framing and perspective, really. You know what I mean? Like, it's like the same shit with clickbait. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Technically, they're not lying. But, like, like it's all in just, like, are you a dumbass person that doesn't consider all angles? Or do you just get riled up because one guy... You know what I mean? Yeah. Got mad at some shit like like Eminem talking about raping bitches and killing women, and then being an advocate for like hmm. domestic violence type stuff. People yeah. evolve, but he's an entertainer. Like it's you can't take that. every word for seriously. It was the what that is is that was a artistic risk. That's yeah. what I put that at. People he's ain't not, saying that shit now. He's though. not condoning it, but that was from the mind of the character that he's writing from. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like he was actually out there doing it. It's like... Hey, if it rhymes, it gets a thumbs De up. De Niro's not really banging people's hands with hammers because they stole from his casino. Like, you you know, know what I mean? Like, like, that's you don't like know a, that. We don't you know. have not no anymore. idea. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what I'm saying. Like Denzel Washington isn't really a fucking dude from Training Daily. It's all commitment to the art. That's like well, going. That's like going Leonardo DiCaprio's racist because he played a uh, racist uh, white owner in fucking Django. Well, if someone has a different agenda than that person. We'll but he that played that him. so good that made me question. <laughs> nah, he did great. By the way, yeah, that acting that was brilliant. That fucking scene where he uh, broke that fucking crystal glass. The skull. Uh, Oh no, it was the skull, and then all the blood was mm-hmm. on his fucking hand. That was real. Like, it yeah. was improvised, and he's he like rubbing the blood on the chick's face. Jesus. I was like, you know, that director was in the background, like, fuck it. 
<laughs> nigga. <laughs> what? I feel bad for him too because everything he he got cheated at. Not cheated, but dude, he nah. He's been robbed of a few fucking Oscars, dude. He's so in a hit Denzel. movie. Every movie he's done has been a fucking hit. Aviator, Departed. It's because Blood of Diamond. the shit that comes out Titanic? right, right before the Oscars. Shutter Island. Because remember, what was That's right. he did Wolf of Wall Street, but then Twelve Years a Slave came out. Yeah. And then by principle you had to give it to Twelve Years a Slave. But to be honest, Wolf of Wall Street shouldn't have won it, but I think he should have won something for Django. I think he definitely should have won something for Django. You don't think Wolf and of Wall Street? He did a very good. He did Wolf a of great job, but I mean, at the end of the day, there's so many other movies. I mean, like that movie was great, but it was it was just a movie for me, right? It wasn't like, oh, that's like an Academy Award winning role mm-hmm. right there. I got a question. Why did Denzel have to be crooked before he took it? What do you mean? Jada Kiss Why? Oh, when he won see. the Oscar for <laughs> Training Day. Why does? Yeah, I love Jada Kiss. Yeah, shout out to Yonkers. Yo, Jada Kiss has never been bad. Nah, he has all. He has bars. I'm just saying, he's never been bad. He always says top five that are alive. He might not be top five, but he has great bars. You saw that video where that dude fucking cracked the champagne open, and then like he was just sitting there like drunk, but like mad as shit. Like he's just in the hood, like. But who told you to open the shit? And he just had a bat in his hand. Yeah, he was like, but who told, like, bat in his hand? Looks like a Ninja Turtle. Yeah, some dude literally was just like, I'm sorry, kiss. I'm sorry. (laughs) Next day, whole thing of champagne. He was like, I don't even, I didn't even want to drink. It's just about the principle. Do you guys know Nikki Paris? I don't. I know of him. He's like my buddy. He's a comedian. He's gay. And I was listening to an interview he did. And, uh. He said pretty much he had to move to L.A. to be a club headliner because he was gay and New York City didn't accept him, like the clubs. They thought he was funny, but they never accepted him. And I was listening to the interview. I thought that was weird because he said that there's a lot of blue-collar comedy fans, which I guess I could understand. But at the same time, New York City like, seems very liberal and opening. To, like, it is. No, here's the thing. At the end of the day, New York City is tough. It's just a tough city to break into. It's not because he's gay. It's just because New York he City may not the fit gayest. the bill. He but was saying that comedy club owners were saying that because you don't relate to the audience pretty much saying that he was gay. No, that just well, they, they, If he doesn't relate to the audience, that's on him. That's on him. If you can't relate to the audience, then why am I going to put you as a headliner for? Now he does like flappers in L.A. or something? Or, or in I mean, L.A. is still a good scene, but here's the thing. If I put Alex on stage and Alex can't relate to the audience, then I'm not putting him as a fucking headliner. This yeah. is a fact. Like you yeah. have to, you have to relate to the audience at least. If you're not making the people laugh, then what are you doing? Yeah. But if that's your style, your alt laughs, then cool. Be yeah. alt laughs, be alt comedy. Go somewhere else for that. Yeah. Do you think people are willing to take chances though? Because I feel like in radio, I see this example. No one's willing to take a chance on someone unique or different. It's all the same shit. Yeah, because they want to keep like it's kind of the seller. The seller will not let you on that stage unless you bring a certain level of talent right you have to make them like love your shit like they're not gonna put like me or alex right now because we're just not as consistent as the people they're putting up there Mm. like you have to be fucking great and that's what radio shows do like all these people want to put the best product out regardless so they want to take a chance on somebody like you because they don't know who the fuck you are or what you're bringing but if your audience base is like millions of people then come on the stage yeah you're going to bring me more people. I don't care what happens. But even, like, how does a fucking younger person even adapt in certain situations in entertainment, though? Like, you can't even get to another level sometimes. Have the fucking streets trapped. back you first. That's it. So you got to put out content on social media. Nah, it's just you no, can't, no, no, not even that. Not, not, not even well, that. for radio, a corporation ain't paying nah, for you. Nah, it's just if the working comics in New York fuck with you, you're going to be fine. True. That's uh, that's all. It is. That's the one thing I learned about this shit is it's... It's kind of all in who you're hanging with and your cosigns. Like, you know what I mean? Like, a lot of the shit I got was one from watching and learning from Gordon. And also, people remembered me from the city because I was chilling with him. What about radio, though? What about radio? 
It kind of intertwines. Like what? Ra- about, like that's different. They ain't giving opportunities. Radio's all about your marketing. Here's the thing. There's two Radio things to make it. Radio is about the marketing. Yeah. Yeah. It's more marketing. It's two things. One, who you're hanging out with, your network, and two is how big your demographic is. If you if you have an audience base, then fuck your network. Your network is useless. Your audience base will speak for itself. Gotcha. But if you don't have that, then you need your network. You yeah. need the people to back you. But there's people. You there's, need there's enough people working to be like, oh no, nah, but that but dude's nice. There's jobs you know that mean? will require a certain amount of years of radio experience, but they're not. They're not getting anyone who's in the building another shot to help, like to help it out. But like I mean, they don't even give a shit about numbers. It's just saying they don't even like hire any new people in radio, really. But well, yeah, work. because those jobs are made for like people to sit down for a little bit. You know what yeah. I mean? So like, well, big turnover. It's though. a it's a real it's a big turnover, but it's a slow moving conveyor belt. You know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Just like, like it's so really not with the times. really slow moving. I mean, like, that's why everything's shifting. Right? We're sh- yeah. in a shifting to a new era. Podcasts, yeah. Spotify. Uh, that's why comedy's Pandora. in a good spot right now. I feel like because podcasts are booming, so everyone has a chance to at least. Use that, like, have another platform to add on to the comedy aspect. But just overall, it's like, yo, old school. Just the way I approach it is just like, yo, word of mouth really speaks for itself, dude. It's like the way I look at it is every show that you do, you should snowball into another one. You know what I mean? And that's what I'm saying. Like, that's why, like, dudes, you should be in New York or L.A. Yeah, Yeah, because if you're doing a show every night, right, and you're getting booked for another show off the shows you did every night, Always gonna have a full calendar. It's gotta be a good networker. Yeah, man. People gotta like you too. That's the other thing. I mean, like, you could even have a slow moving network. Like, I'm fast. I'm really good with networking, so I just meet with everybody. Insanely good. But <laughs> <laughs> Rishi knows. What's everybody. the deal? You, didn't you have like a corporate gig and you stopped? No, I didn't stop. They let me go. It's, uh-huh. <laughs> it's totally different. Oh, you said, "Fuck it, I'm gonna do comedy." No, no, no. Yeah. No, so basically, what was so they it was they it was like a 45 person let go. Like they let go of the entire business side of the company, and they just took in data scientists. So I wasn't let go. Were you doing ass- comedy at this time or no? Yeah, I was like a year and a half in, almost two years in. No, a year and a half in, and then I'm like three and a half right now, almost four. Were you just as consistent as you are now, or you just were more? No, focused no, no, no. Job? I'm way better now. Uh. <laughs> I'm way better now. I'm just, I was good. I was good, but I was really good at crowd working comparatively. So my jokes didn't stack up. But what happened was I decided for a year to focus on that. And after a year passed by, I wasn't able to get a job. So my like, fuck it, I just have to go out there, make some money somehow. So I'm, now I'm trying to figure out how to do all that. Gotcha. It's fucking tough, man. Like you were talking about Indian audiences too. Sebastian Maniscalco was on Elvis Duran. He was talking about target audience. He was saying that like. His like good pockets or his fan base is like Atlantic City, New Jersey, East, his home Chicago, yeah. and like that's where he could be himself really and do his jokes. I didn't talk about the family stuff, but he said like when he's he's more observational in like Texas and like Miami, like other places outside the country that like don't understand the Italian stuff and the heritage stuff. He like does more like observational jokes. He says he switches it up a little bit. How does that work out like with target markets and then also going around different cities and changing your shit up? He's you not used to those areas, so you're automatically going to... He's growing, though. He's going to do... Well, he's huge. He has a huge he's cult following. But he loves the East. He said the East is the Facebook best. Facebook and the Internet, yeah. a lot of people I know blew up. So they're like, hey, do you know Sebastian Maniscalco? They don't know any other comedians, but they know who Sebastian Maniscalco is because yeah. of his fucking, you know, his Conan went viral on Facebook or whatever. He did some a huge Italian bit that's hilarious. Yeah. How many fucking yeah. people in this area are Italian that try to say, like, I'm look at me. I'm going to cater to some... Guido's from New Jersey more than if I go to fucking Oklahoma and do the same jet, yeah. the same jokes. I mean, you don't have to pander, but if you want to hit your demographics everywhere, then you just, yeah. you're gonna. He says he leaves some, he leaves some shit out. He said when yeah. he when he's in front of his audience, he's having fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's, having, work at that he's having a good yeah. He's just having a good time performing. When he's doing the observational shit, he's literally doing what's working technically. Yeah. Yeah. You know but, what I mean? Like at this point, now you're going by the book. Like yeah. like now yeah. you're like. You're literally hitting them with the fundamental, just like, this is my set. 
You know what I mean? Whereas, like, when he's in front of his own crowd, he could fucking break off from material, fucking yeah. say what's on his mind, like, speak. But every, I guess there's got to be a sense of re- relatability. Right? Every yeah. city has its own things, right? Chicago is phenomenal performing. It's a great city. Boston's a little bit. Boston's great too. Like the whole East Coast great. But if you go West Coast, like San Francisco, it gets more PC out there. Yeah. Arizona's less PC. Yeah. Right. But then like they're not gonna understand the fact that how many Indians are in New Jersey. I can't do that joke yeah. out there. I can't do a lot of my jokes out there. Texas, so they're probably carrying a gun. You probably gotta be reserved. Well, it depends. We're in Texas. Houston has a huge Indian population. Austin, you're good. Austin, you're, you're good. Fucked. Right. All the places you really want to perform, and for me, I'm gonna have a good Indian. Audience isn't race. funny, funny though. Like, or you got to be relatable to funny, a, is to, funny, to but it has to be relatable because, like, if I did a joke that's funny in New Jersey, New York, Boston, like DC, but it may not hit in Texas because no one knows the fuck you're talking about. So, you actually have to switch up depending on where you play. I mean, I, I don't. <laughs> Some people do that, so, so if you do like a joke like that, that'll cater to whoever. And then they'll go do it in Texas, say, but they'll switch it up. They'll yeah. be like, in, they'll or use, dumb it down. But here's the thing: I won't, I won't switch it up, but I will example. leave some sure. stuff out. I will leave some stuff out. Like, some I won't, out I won't, I'm not going to say a joke that I know is going to fail. Yeah, Why would I do that? That's just that doesn't help me. Yeah. Throw it out there, though. Make you stronger. How do you know it will fail, though? Oh <laughs> well, yeah, I like I like when I don't know what what's going to happen. I like that always because it's always fucking it's always riveting when it doesn't when it gets nothing. You're like, oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Woo. I got nothing. Yeah, dude, <laughs> trust me. Oh man, yeah, yeah. fucking uh, yesterday, fucking at uh, Q's mic, Scarlet Pub. That dude got to promote his mic more, bro. I keep telling him, like, yo, just promote more. People gonna come out. It was like literally three, no, two real audience people. Damn, Q. Just two, like, no, 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 they're comics. They're not firing shots. He's funny, yo. He runs it. He runs a good mic when people are actually there. Like, he's a good host. But it's just like, yo, it was two. And man, I I ate I ate a dick and a half, dude. I thought you were gonna say you like ate a certain food. No, I ate a dick and a half, like the a revenge penis. Like, like it was bad, bad. Well, there's two people there. I don't expect how could anyone do good, really. No, you can still do good. You can still do good. Nah, but man, it's just it's not necessarily the people. It's the I think a lot of times the vibe has to be yeah, it's the vibe. It has to be the right vibe. A lot of times it's off off the get go. There might be a dead vibe, but someone's doing a funny joke, and the person still won't laugh because they're just like it'll look weird to them. But I'll say this: I did a show. I think it was me, Alex, and Chelsea Morosky. We did a show when we first started comedy, and our bill had what's what's the name? Gordon Baker, Bowen, Bonnie McFarlane, Sean Patton. Who wrote that sh- uh, play? Uh, Jordan, you know what I'm talking about? Jordan Temple and a couple great other comic. comics on it. It was a fucking great lineup. Every comic bombed except for two. <laughs> Gordon and Sean Patton. They had the strongest sets because our show had, what, six, seven people? And there was like, and the bar had some disruptive ass people. It was like nine people total. But every comic that went on stage, no matter how professional, they would seem so dumb. They just, they just like, all right, well, this is the show I came to. Like, fuck this. Like, they were mad yeah. that they came to a show. That was like the show. mindset. Like, that was a mindset. So, like, they all yeah, didn't they have it. And the shot. vibe was off, right? And I didn't even do No one did well, like, except for Gordon. When Gordon got off, he changed the I environment of the room. That dude is so good. Like, he doesn't care who he goes in yeah, front He doesn't let up. No, he, he changes the vibe. And every great comic I've ever seen in New York, New Jersey, even at Catch Rising Star, where it's death when you go in there sometimes. Like, there's three I've been there. people. Yeah. Um, he went up there. <laughs> great comics, great comics can change the atmosphere of a room and make people forget that there's only two people that they make. They can make them realize like, oh man, it feels packed in here. What's up with that place, Catch a Rising Star? I mean, I do it because it's a tough room. It's old white people, so I'm trying to see if I, a lot of my stuff relates there. So I mean, I do the room every, almost every weekend. Mm. Oh really? Yeah. They have an open mic you go to? No, I, I'm on the shows. Oh nice. 
New catch, man. I still haven't been there. It's a good thing. I did I, I did with Mike Fecky on. His crowd is really good. You know who's the best crowd, though? Ben Haig. Ben Haig's Timberga. Have you guys heard of this dude? No. So this dude moved to L.A., and the day he moved to L.A., he got past the cellar. Because he told himself, either I'm going to go to L- If I don't get past the cellar, I'm just going to go to L.A. And he's like, I haven't heard from the cellar. He left L.A. And they called him and said, hey, you're past one of your available dates. He goes, fuck, I just left. And he, he, his demographic is old white people. His demographic is like 45 Is he an old white guy or is he young? No. He's our age. <laughs> what wow. the fuck? He's a caddy for golfs. So he's a golf caddy. So his, uh. so all of his people that he makes laugh are on the field. And that's how he also got on the Late Late Show because he was caddying for Craig Ferguson. That's funny. And Craig's like, Craig's like, you're great. You're, what do you do? He's like, I'm a comedian. He's like, let's have you on the show. That's Boom. great. Good, ca- good connecting skills. Yeah. Like, this dude is phenomenal. He's also, like, there's three things about him. He's good looking. He's not like, there's good looking girls that come to the show, but mostly it's old white people. And they're not old, just, right, they're rich old white people that come to his shows. Oh, God. Okay. Now I, I see it now. So, it's pretty dope. Some, That's a pretty it fun It feels like you guys, as a comedian, you kind of have to market yourself in a way for your demographic. You got to know who you are. Definitely. And know what your do. Audience yeah. Is. yeah. 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 But it takes time to figure out who you are. It takes time to figure out what your demographic is. I mean, Tom's demographic could be literally Indian people. We don't know yet. I doubt it's going to be that. I but that. I know it's an empty room right yet. now, and I'm kidding. It could be all black people. Like, you don't know. He could be He could be the rich Voss of the I future. I hope so. Otherwise, I wouldn't be on this podcast. Does Voss have, like, a black following? Does no, he? but he was, like, one of the first white He was the first white dude on yeah, Def Jam. Def Jam. Uh, I remember that. You could interview points. And he murders. Rich Voss murdered. Rich Voss is funny, though. He wears J's. Yeah, yeah, playing yeah. field, baby. Playing he went field. from Def Jam to Last Comic Standing, losing to Daft Fang. That's funny as hell. And he, he lost to. He lost to Daft. It was in the finals. It was in the finals. Daft to Daft Fang. Daft Fang won the whole thing. Ralphie was in the finals. It was Ralphie against Daft Fang. Lost to Daft Fang. Holy shit! That's right. Who's Daft Fang? Oh man, I remember him. Last Comic Standing, though. Whoever wins. You want to know who Daft Fang is? Watch Tough Crowd with Patrice O'Neal, Daft Fang, and Rich Voss. That is a great. Then just watch Clayton English is still doing good. Yeah, he's doing yeah. all right. Clayton's still doing The best good. person to come from that show was Amy Schumer and uh, Mark Norman. Mark Norman. Amy Schumer's the biggest thing to come from that show. That's right. Uh, I don't know why I thought Mark Norman did uh, America's Got Talent. I don't know why I thought No, that. Gary Vither did. So did Morel, and Morel. Morel, that was, a weird, that was a weird fucking, like, matchup with that. Like, I was like, Morel, I was like, Morel, I felt like it was, it's too dark for fucking America's Got Talent. But, like. Last comic standing, he, he was murdered. But, but like, he just writes insane jokes. But if you he's ever, a really good fucking writer. If dude. you listen to Mark Norman's take on Last Comic Standing, these guys hate doing those type of things because like there's so many stipulations. Like you can't say this, you can't say that. You have to be like he's like there's all the stipulations. Sounds like TV. everyone does it for the credit. Sounds though, like late yeah, night nobody, TV. They don't like what? Sounds like late night TV. I mean, no, late night TV is easier. Because really? here's the thing with the process of late night TV from according to Mark Norman. They edit your shit out, talk to is Yeah, what they do is you send in a tape and they edit that tape like, we want you to cut this, there, we want you to... But uh, Last Comic Standard doesn't do that shit. They, what they do is they say, you just can't do these topics. You can't talk about these topics, these topics, these topics, and it has to be fr- family friendly. So they get Sounds rid of... terrible. Like, sometimes like 90% of your jokes are that, so then you have to recreate jokes for the, for the show. That's why Schultz and whoever else hates it. The social guys who are like, but Schultz never got a chance to be on these things. Schultz is himself. Like, no, that's why he's a weird startup. He never did like he, he never, never opened he up. He never middle on the road. Never opened. Just became a headliner. Guy could fucking night. help. I think comedians need these. Well, type yeah, of he things. had a multi M TV. Uh, he had a six figure MTV deal. Yeah. That obviously, I mean, the younger crowd. And, and a lot of the shows fed his audience. It didn't matter. They all sucked dick. Except yeah. Guy Code was okay for three years. But it's the thing that you have to. To make it in this town, remember who came off a Guy Code? Pete Davidson. 
Jordan Carlos, Carly, right? Carly, Carlos P. Julian, if you, you can Carly, say Julian a little bit. Nino, I mean, the biggest Julian was Fahim P. Anwar from L.A. A Andrew lot of Schultz. Did that fucking show. But here's the thing. Charles was on Damian Lemon. Fahim's only a name yeah. now because of Hassan. Hassan made him a name again. Yeah, yeah and now it's only a thing because of Hassan. Hassan gave him go face. I think it's about mentorships, too. Is that big in comedy? Or no, no one has a mentorship. Allie does um, with that Bonnie girl, Bonnie lady. No, no, I mean, there's a lot of yeah. mentorships. Like, my mentor. Because Nick Cannon helped Pete Davidson. But Nick he's Cannon, not really a com- Nick comedian. Nick Cannon did, but Colin Quinn. So, like, yeah, a lot of people helped Pete Davidson. Well, yeah. Well, he, he did. No, it was he uh, did Levy, too. Pete, yeah. Oh? Levy. Yeah, Reverend Bob Levy helped. He helped out Pete a lot. He used to do pizzeria shows. Yeah. But Nick Cannon helped, too. It's like he had a. He always had someone helping him, it seemed like. I mean, Kevin Hart had Keith Robinson. Everyone has somebody. I mean, Keith is fucking great. Keith's phenomenal. Keith is fucking hilarious, dude. I, I get mad at... I got mad at myself one time just watching Keith. I was like, fuck, I suck, dude. Like, Keith... Is, and that was after the stroke, too. So I was <laughs> like, damn, man. I got mad at myself after watching Tony Rock. That oh, I remember that, yeah. <laughs> I had to take a couple t- couple times. I had to smoke a cigarette. I was like, dude, this is insane. That's the best performance I've ever seen in my life. You guys get mad when you see someone do good? Not no, I mad, don't mad. It's just you look at yourself like, what am I doing? Like, like it's just, it's a, it's a, it's a no. If you care about your craft enough, you're gonna have moments like that. I got mad after seeing Vecchione last week, and he wasn't even yeah. killing, even though he should have been. Eric Clapton did that, uh, did that when Jimmy first time he played with Jimi Hendrix, he couldn't play with him because he was like, yo, he's too good. Like he's. I mean, I don't get mad, but I just, but I do what Alex says. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll be in a high where, like I'm one of the best to ever do this, right? And I'll just come off like I'm one of the best, mm-hmm. and then I see somebody like just remarkably talented, just effortlessly killing the room, <laughs> and I'm just like, I gotta quit. I gotta find I out gotta if I could be a good manager quit, in this industry. Bro. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Yeah, I'm telling That's you, great. bro. I there was a couple times, but like I've seen Tony. Tony had uh he did Nork, I think. I think he did this theater in Nork or something, but NJ Pack? He might have done NJ Pack, maybe. I'm trying to remember. All I know is that fucking uh this is when Obama had just got elected, so he just had this bit. He had this bit about like just uh like uh uh white people trying to dig up dirt on Obama, so they just kept going back to the hood and interviewing different people and then like she was like, Yeah, she was like uh it was like like he ever slapped you? Has he ever put hands on you? She was like, Nah, she was like, That nigga always talking about he's trying to be a president <laughs> 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 And then he was like then they went to the drug dealer, he's like, Has he ever copped? Has he ever and then he was like, Nah, he ain't fuck with that shit like that, man. He was like, Nigga was always like, I'm trying to be president <laughs> 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 whole thing is just him trying to be president. I'm like, yeah, like hit that dude's attention to fucking detail and painting the picture is insane. Like, yeah. I think the one thing that Greer Barnes told me that I, I take a lot is look at every comic, don't look at their negatives, look always look at their positive and take something from it. Every single per comic in the world has something you could take from them. Yeah. Tony Rock is his performance, Angela Johnson performance, Mike Becky own his writing. Dave Chappelle, his storytelling. Kevin Hart, his storytelling. Everyone has something that you could always use and implement in your own shit. Yep. Always, dude. It's insane. Like, it's... Like, even comics, it's hard to think It's hard to kind of soak up game, though, without soaking up the influence. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, because you'll see a lot of dudes, they're on, like, like you could tell they're carbon copies of a guy. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That they watch, like, down so to Seems the, fake down to the gesture or whatever, but, like, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's the same thing kind of, like, music-wise, too. A lot of people say J.I.D. sounds like Kendrick. And or he, there's, like, Lil Pump, and then there's, like, four other versions. Yeah, what? everybody's trying to, like, kind of, like, bite off the same shit. Like Whatever's hot at the moment. 
Yeah, but it sucks because you need an influence as a reference point, though, too. That's why it's always kind of weird. Like, I don't Maybe know. like a mentorship instead of re- like... Yeah, but you... Uh, you don't need someone to help no, you no, to be a mentor. not a mentorship. Like they help you, you want out. somebody you look up to in the sense of like how they tell jokes, deliver jokes, write jokes, think about jokes. Because, uh, like, for example, when I first started, I looked at Kevin Hart for every part of it. <laughs> every part <laughs> of my thing, I looked at Kevin Hart because I'm like, I love the way he performs his jokes and tells his stories and stuff like that. So I did a lot of stuff his way, but I was nowhere near his level, and I just sound like Aziz Ansari because I was also influenced by him, too. <laughs> but it's also my natural voice, and it took me a Will while you to you fingers in girls' mouths, too? I try so hard. <laughs> 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 Yo, that's still the weirdest shit, dude. The fingers in the mouth. I don't know. Is that like a, is that a that's thing? That's just a porn thing, man. Is <laughs> it? Don't watch too much porn. Like, like if, you, if you watch. Nah, nah, nah. I've, I've put fingers in chicks' mouths that have asked for fingers in them? their mouths. Oh, girl. Yeah, white chicks like fish hooking for some Thanks reason. For the, uh, but no, no, if, you, but if, you if a girl them, never asks for it and you're just like. Especially ah, like, yeah, like, oh, Aziz's weird ass. Ooh, <laughs> but. Yeah. Kanye. Still, faggot. still wearing a suit. Kidding, like still wearing a suit. <laughs> no pants. No pants. Just suit jacket. It's a guy from Hillsborough. Oh god. Oh man. Yeah, that naked white guy. That just yeah, my friend is a cop. He thought it was me. Wait, what happened? Why would he think? There's it's a naked you? guy peeping in windows in a town nearby. That's what's up. That's what's up. In a scully and black boots, but a that's scully. it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. It's like a porno. <laughs> it's like a he just walk around naked. Yeah, he's Good just porno. He's just walking around dressed like every like hood porno, like with a white dude. <laughs> Forty ounce bounce. <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah, I've, you ever seen those hood pornos? Dudes like still rocking Tim's. And he's yeah, doing I, yeah, I've seen. Yeah, I've yeah. seen a, the one guy wears Tim's. That's his like trademark. Yeah, he wears Tim's. He's got like a fifteen inch cock. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He doesn't it's even me. take his boxers off. He just pulls. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even care about this bitch enough to take my boxes <laughs> off, nigga. That's mad disrespectful. There was one porno where they take these ratchet chicks and they turn them to Cinderella's and then fuck them after they look like Cinderella's. It's like that's a terrible this ghetto concept. makeover. I want to know who's writing the script. <laughs> this uh, this one girl, like, I think it was like a porn where like she like hit her head, passed out, and then just the dream was her fucking. Sometimes the act. Sometimes I watch for the act. Sometimes the I'm like, you're running out of ideas. You get into that. Maybe you could be. You're running out of ideas. You could do that. That would be terrific. I would just. She literally hit her head, passed out, and then like the camera's like. I could do a porn for like Exotica. You do. You go Exotica as a fan, and you get your dream porn star, and you bring her back to the hotel. That'd be a great porno. Yeah. People that, love it. Oh, I mean, people right, they have that. All just, they have those that's real life. They do? Fuck a fan. They got no. Everything. They oh, they tonight's girlfriend. No, they will never. They will never really record themselves fucking a fan. But I've heard a few of yeah, them they, did fuck they, fans. They do. Some, they do? some fuck some? fans. Yeah, they do. Well, actual fans recording that. The fan. No, no. Some fuck fans. They have to be like sign off. I know some fuck fans, but I don't think they push it out because there's no real thing there. I think what they do is they have the whole fantasy like, well, I want to fuck a porn star. Like I forgot what her name did it. Brandy loved Jenna Hayes did something like that. Really? Yeah. Oh, I interviewed her. She's cool. But uh, Brandy Love, she was saying that now, like she'll tell the p- people on her private Snapchat now that if it's like a fan or not, or if it's a porn star, like she'll she'll be real with people. So she's like, no, I hook up with fans. Like, interesting. That's Her voice dope. Was brutal. I think Who? she smokes. Well, I, what do you want to do? Ask her. Let I'm her just saying. That's what I think. I mean, uh, she's is she still hot? Yeah, well, she smokes poles. Great wedding. Sure. Great, great wedding. Wait, ring. you found this out of the Exotica? Giant yeah, found a lot of it. How was that? I went when I was in college. It was good. Me too. I went in college. Good experience. It's good. Could you marry a porn star? Could you could you have I, sex I couldn't with a porn marry star? her. Date? I could date one, but I don't think I could marry one. You could date a porn star? I could date a porn star. <laughs> like, but, you're only, but you're only faithful to her. Shot right to that. 
Oh, I gotta be only faithful. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, to be honest, I don't give a fuck. I'm already losing my sex drive as it is. I can only have sex <laughs> three times a week, and then my body's like just jerk off the rest of the week. Oh man, for real, dude. My body's taking a hit. I could not. Do Alex is like, about. I'm, I'm good for now. It's all this comedy. Yeah, stuff. dude. I'm, no, I, I'm a deviant. Would you date a porn star <laughs> if you're allowed to hook up with other girls? Because she's allowed to hook up with other guys. You I don't, don't. Some don't even do as many scenes as you give think. Give a fuck now, about that way. whole concept. I don't care if, if I can or can't. I probably wouldn't anyways. It do like yeah, but like even with scenes spread out, you know how fucked up that is. Just every day you look at that calendar, yeah, there's like a big X you, on you it. Guys, <laughs> you guys aren't yo, yo. The scenes, like, the no. scenes are getting less and less. It's like the music industry. Like albums aren't selling now; they're streaming it. They're put on their private Snapchat. You might be that guy dating her and fucking on the Snapchat. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, that's fine. You might be that dude on there. Dude, just, that's more followers. Ima- and they do the Cam Soda. They do the OnlyFans. They don't even we do We got to go to bed scenes. early. Tomorrow's a big day. You'd be like, damn I'm, it. I'm cleaning out my anus You're for gonna anal sex. You're going to sleep different ways. He's uh, looking if, at the wall. Oh, my. <laughs> Backs to each yeah, other. I think other. you could hook up with a porn star and have anal sex. It, was just, it just sucked to kiss you. You think about all the penises and stuff. But, I mean, that's every girl, really. Yeah, you know how many I mean, dicks are on girls that you fucking have dated and made yeah, out Yeah, but with? not 15-inch black penises, probably. You don't know so that. Like What's wrong? Black, if she was black is the line? Or the, <laughs> no, uh, I'm just saying, like, you're like if you see your <laughs> five... 15-inch you white penis, it's you see okay. Your five to seven, you see your five to seven-inch, and then all of a sudden you watch a porn, whoa, you see whoa, the porn whoa, star five in. Five to seven? Bump that down a couple I'm trying to make bring some confidence up, okay? And then you see, like, a 15, 16-inch, you're like, whoa. Listen. I don't think there's really any 16 inches insane. I've There's also 16 inches. Looks like anaconda snake. As long as our Even pussy's like tight, Mandingo's I'm okay with like, that. like, what, 11 or 12? Maybe no, like he's 16? like, no, nah, there's, there's some 16s, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's some Not me, obviously, but like, I wouldn't be a comic. If I had 16s, I wouldn't be a comic. I'd be a porn star for I sure. would just be a professional fuckboy. Yeah, por- yeah. Porn is so vain because it's all about your penis size. Let me use your car real quick. All the porn stars, all they talk about money, They all like personality. But they don't make money. Most of them don't make money. I don't think it's always about penis size. I've seen small porn penises. True, but they make money other shit, too. I mean, Stuff. They're kind of like they're, they're artists. Kinda but like, it's kind of like comedy. You get Snapchat. You get but it's only a few like of them. Porn. Yeah. No, no, but it's only a few of them. Like let's they're just say, point one percent actually make money. The rest are broke like us. Some, yeah, some are some are millionaires. Most Other of them stuff. get exploited for their shit. True. The difference between comedy and that is we don't get exploited as much. Yeah, we but do you don't exploited. you don't go to a fan thing and make like forty grand in one weekend. I mean, if I was at their level in a comedian standpoint, I'd be making much more than them for, and for that. For thing. pictures though, you gotta perform. I an mean, hour. if you're making that much for pictures and comedy, you're gonna be making money. Yeah. You're Some gonna do. be making money. Just like less. Think about it. We we did the math. Twenty oh, no. twenty dollars a picture, say like two thousand people visit, do the math on but that. But I'm just saying, Not flip it on the other side and but like we only gotta do an hour. These girls are like on set fucking for like four hours, bro. Yeah. That's yeah. tiring. I'm telling you, the set thing is Think less about the and less, dude. <laughs> the dude has to take Viagra just to get Or adrenaline shots in the penis. What is what a well, the thing they shoot him with adrenaline. <laughs> Fuck that. That's <laughs> rough, right? <laughs> <laughs> My friends asked Alexis Texas that at a strip club in New Jersey. They're like, "How do guys stay hard?" And she's like, "I'll tell you. They shoot adrenaline on their cock." If you were on a porn set, what would your job be, though? What would your actual job be? Yo, if you were dude's on a porn dicks set? looks like fucking me? a, a yeah. dartboard, an old know. dartboard. I, I wouldn't want to be on a porn set. <laughs> I would like doing. I would do an interview like Eddie Hung did on the Bang Bros. <laughs> 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 like the, there was a girl getting uh, hooking up, and then he was just doing an interview right after. If I was on a porn, I'd, shoot, I would just be doing Snapchat reverse. Like, hey, imagine being the biohazard guy on a porn set. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Clean, just cleaning up, just semen. Ugh, dude. And that's not a normal dick, dude. That's B- a porn dick. Dude. All, all the porn stars. Well, that sucks. Being the guy who's got to clean the porn set? Fuck that. All the guys. It's probably, probably a professional well. cleaning company. 
Yeah, no, they're all the point, I would, I would all hope the po- so. All the porn stars <laughs> said funny guys get laid more, though, so it's good for you guys. I mean, yeah, I guess. I don't know. That's, like, <laughs> that's what they say everywhere. If I, yeah, really, if that's the case, porn stars Yo, come maybe, but hold on, maybe there's a diff- one in every 20 good gigs you do, then there's, like, chicks that come up to you, but most of the time it's girls with boyfriends. They're saying how boyfriends, great you are. Boyfriends, uh, yeah. older women that pe- are like, It's a good I date night thing, comedy. Yeah. That's because it's a good date night thing. But yeah. even though, I, mean, I mean, girls do so hit on It's only happened to me twice. No, like, three times where, like, chicks have been like, oh, what's up? How many times have you had sex off of it? Those three times. Those three times? Yeah, okay. it's not bad. Three three times more than you would have if you didn't. Um, yeah, still though, it's like yeah, it's not as often as you think. It's as often as you think once you're like either like the road feature that's like killing it or your headliner. Schultz said you True. shouldn't have to rely on doing comedy to get laid. Yeah, he also said don't nah, even worry yeah, about getting posted. Schultz is a good looking dude though. <laughs> oh, like, very great hair, and he uh, he has no sex drive though. That's fine. I mean, that's what he jokes he, about. Neither does Rishi. How do you how two, do you know about another week, man? How, how do you know about another man's sex? I flat out asked him in the he green room. He told us in the interview. Yeah. Oh, okay. and I asked him like in the green room. Oh, dude. I, I mean, that dude's what's, that that dude's what's that interview at, by the way? Like around eight or ten thousand. A lot crazy. of comments. Like here's the we say we don't have sex drives, but I had sex what a month ago on a Saturday eight times. That's pretty good. That's, that's pretty fucking. Yeah. But like, that's I your mean, Jordan game. But then that's the thing, though. Like that's your playoff if game. If I do it, if like if I have sex more than three days, a fourth day, I'm just not. I'm FDR, flaccid dick Rishi. That's uh-huh. what I am. Flaccid dick Rishi. But this hot chick from Barstool said, if you're a six, you're gonna get more girls than a guy who's a ten and boring. Like if you're funny in a six, you'll get more. I don't know if that's true, but she said, if you're no, funny in a six, no. you're Looks gonna get more girls than a guy who's a ten and boring. Girls Looks are shallow. All the porn stars are subjective. They all like porn. No, they all like personality because in porn they fuck ugly guys. They said. Because they have to, so they're used to fucking ugly guys. So well, they said personality though. means more to them. I guess so, man. Oh, you want? Oh, I got a great, I got everything. Well, that's looks subjective though. So that video you sent me, you sent me a Steve Harvey video where it was like uh, the chick who won the fucking Bachelorette or whatever, and then two other ugly bitches talking about how they got their men. <laughs> God damn! <laughs> yeah, <it's> a, <laughs> what? Wow! This became real misogyny. Young Zap. Not playing. Wait, Zap. Say that statement again. I'm playing honest. with you. I'm playing with you. Wait, no, wait. These wait. two <laughs> ugly bitches out here. <laughs> so it ugly. Little, it just, doesn't it take you guys a little off when you see a video and it's a girl talking about getting guys and she's fucking ugly? Here's the thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. No, it's funny. Uh, okay. It's funny. It's funny, but it's a little annoying. She's, like, you gotta up. respect her confidence. But, but that's the thing, thing though. Who, what do we fuck as humans? We fuck one thing. Confidence. An ugly girl with immense amount of confidence, you're still fucking her. I don't know how she will pull you. It's yeah. ridiculous. That's what I came out of the point convention. So, they said be confident and just be yourself and be funny. Literally. So the girl, the Steve, Harvey, Steve Harvey was like... True. Telling the girl to pull up, a, they pulled up a picture of her boyfriend, and she was insistent that he's a great-looking guy. Whatever, blah blah. And, and I don't you even know, remember this, but I don't know. I have it somewhere. Maybe you didn't send it to me. And um, and she's like, "Oh, my man is my man looks good. This, that, and the third, blah blah. blah. He's, got, he's got a good job, good money, whatever. It's subjective and perspective." Pulls it up. Yeah, he's a good-looking dude. I look at her. I'm like, she looks like a fucking zombie. Like I, like you know what I mean? Like, so you're, could, you're shaming this woman? Yeah, he could have got a hotter chick. Yeah, meaning. that's what I'm saying. I'll pull it up right now. Well, maybe she has confidence. Hundred percent. She gives she good blowjob skills. hundred percent to both of those. Yeah, she definitely has good confidence, yo. But um, I mean, here's the thing. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie to you. Any girl that I've like ended up dating, dating, they've all bagged me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'd rather. I prefer an insecure, really hot girl. Be great. No, you don't want that. You don't. You don't want that. Yeah, I'm telling you right <laughs> now. <laughs> no, you, you don't. It, it's good oh. to fuck them, but it's not good to, to date them because no, they're, 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 they're like, blowing you're your phone up. Like, no, I got no other options. I don't no, get laid. No, or they you. cheat because you, they think you're cheating. Like, no, no, like, it doesn't matter if you have options. Crazy. Even if they come to you like, oh, you couldn't have been with somebody before me. 
when you're dating them, they go, who's this other girl you're texting? Yeah, I, one of my boys, great, he's though. dating this girl. He's one of my boys dating this I'd girl. Like that problem. We did a show together. He gets off. This girl goes up to him and says, like, hey, you're great. To him. I left. I, she said it to me. She said it to a couple of people. She went up to him and said, hey, you're great. And he's like, oh, thank you. And then he said something else to her, like, like literally a three-second conversation. He goes back to his girl, and his girl goes, why are you talking to other bitches? Ah, you brought that up before. Comedy problems. Why you? Yeah, he, she's happened. saying how good you are on stage. That's, that's happened it. to me. That's happened it's to me. It's crazy. Yeah. That happened to you before? Yeah, I, uh, this was video. I had a gig in Delaware, and then we took a photo together, and then like me and the girl, like there was a girl in the bill. She's fucking banging, like gorgeous. And then I remember, I think it's my ex girl. Yeah, I'm, she took a picture <laughs> of my Instagram post, and then like zoomed in on like where our arms are like right next to each other. You're interlocking. She would, no, they weren't interlocking. <laughs> they were just next to each other. She was like, "That bitch too close." I was like, "Oh wow." <laughs> but did she call you scrumptious? No, she didn't. Gay bars, baby. <laughs> I'm starting to hate that joke now. See, I had a people. Are, people are hitting me with scrumptious now. I never dated like, a girl, but I had a girl hit me up through a DM, and this was before this one. Down in the DMs, and this girl lost her mind. She goes, "How can you respond to a girl hit you through a DM?" I'm like fan base. She goes, "No, you want that blowjob," and she would never let that go. Perfect. But nobody did anything. Perfect no. segue on, on Rishi's part. My buddy got a DM from a girl the other day, so I'm like. She's automatically, well, automatically, I'm assuming. But I love, can I say something before this? Yeah. The f- look on your face when I said the DM thing, you got so excited because you're like, well, I was like, <laughs> you know when like, someone uh, says something and reminds you of something story, you meant man. to talk about, but you never had the chance to? But, uh, but like when a girl, like when a, like he got some fan base love, like, and she thinks you're just going for the blowjob, like, which she very well may have been, or he might have just The thing is, the any, fe- any female no. in your DMs is probably very, sl- not being a hater, but a lot of times will fuck. Exactly. That's, like, what, I'm, that's what I told my buddy. I'm like, dude, she'll girls fuck. only go out of the way of talking to you if she's like, usually, they want something. Yeah, no but other hot yeah, normal girls. Really but here's the thing. It's a two-way street, though. That means something. I got, I want to do it, too. Yeah, yeah true. But, but that's the th- yeah. that's why it's looked so differently, a guy signing in the DMs versus a girl signing in the DMs. Even it's guys in DMs sucks. Like you see, so, If there's a hot girl, she gets so many options. She's like this. Yeah, it's really eye roller. You yeah. got to do something more than DM sign. You got to like be a silent killer. Maybe like pictures, comment here and there. And no, not even that. That's what happened you with leave my buddy. A, you you he... you compliment and leave them alone. You look the great compliment today. and f- walk away. Yeah, but you compliment them not even about their looks, about something else. You got to know them a little my more. My buddy no, just likes no, people's you, stuff. Just be open. I've told girls like, dude, you look amazing, and they'd be like, thank you. I'd be like, all right, some girls hear that all the time, and then they always fucking old, they f- end up by you somehow. Well, my mind's all fucked up now. You I'm, show th- I'm always thinking about porn stars, what they say back to me. Nah, yeah. They're, like, they're, they're getting sick and tired of being called beautiful. Wait, how often do you talk to porn stars? Well, that's I just interviewed like 10 of them. That's why. It's like <laughs> Annually. <in my> <laughs> Annually, he does. <laughs> I, got, like, a, I got the C on my chest uh, for the NFL jersey that, every year. That's amazing, dude. But yeah, you're right, though. I mean, here's the thing. Comment I'm everybody. To, I'm talk to a porn star as a normal guys person. Guys and girls. Yeah. I, I want guys to DM me. If this podcast nice is anything, you, I want guys to sneak in we, my DMs. We get guys DMing. Yes, please, guys DM us. I need Only a fan guys. base. <laughs> guys and girls. Yo, but why don't we get, get, get back to that instant attraction thing. The whole point of that Steve Harvey video is to decide is if you are instantly attracted to someone or if it can grow over time. Or both. True. I asked the yeah. and um and they and, and all three girls had different answers. The one girl was like, "If I'm attracted to him, I'm gonna tell right from when I see him." The other woman's like, "I've been with my husband for like I don't know twenty years or some bullshit," and she didn't start being attracted. Yeah, to him he until didn't. They were yeah, yeah, he didn't like, like a few months. She didn't like him at first. He was yeah, yeah, she I mean, was terrible and ugly. It could happen a lot like that, but it also depends on what you're looking for, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I look for one specific thing. Can this girl make me better in my endeavors? That's real. Yeah, but that's hard to fucking figure out off one the first instance. A lot of girls. It takes a lot of girls just got pussy to offer. That's it, right? 
that's it. When a girl is just pussy off and they're not good. I look good and I got pussy. That's it. I'm not looking for a fucking a fucking chain to wear around. You know what I mean? Like it's like, bro, we cool and you're doing your shit. Stay away from the insecure hotties, Mike. But it depends what you're looking for. You don't really want it unless it you want for. a girl that's so about you that she goes crazy when you even look at somebody. Like else. someone like us four who are going for our goals, our that never had me in my life. Passions. No, other, no girl ever would get so jealous. Thanks for the cutoff. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, like four no of problem. us, like the four of us <laughs> who are going for. We like always our, cut them off. Uh, someone who like the four of us going for like you know our passions or our goals or whatever. We're not gonna get a girl off uh, instant attraction off a girl by just seeing her, maybe talking to her for an hour. They'll probably like us less because give it two or three <laughs> weeks, she's like, "Oh, you're doing this. You're a fucking idiot." Or, "Oh, you're doing this. That's great. You have to, you have to, you have to see what they want." Yeah, right yeah. off the bat, they might like it, then they, they don't like it. Yeah, or vice versa. If I'm interested in a chick, I don't pay her any mind. If that uh, makes sense. Well, how do you get the initial? How do you get money. the? You have to have get initial interest in someone, though. How do you show problem. them you're interested? N- no, no, no. I mean, like, <laughs> usually when dudes are interested in a chick. They're like kind of like fawning over them, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you oh, can't yeah, fawn. Once you're in the fawning stage, do, you can't get them. I just do my own thing because they're used to it. So. They're used to it. Oh, like yeah. they're just used to guys drooling over them. So if you literally talk to a girl like a human being, get to know her, then like you'd be like, human. "Oh yeah, you're mad cool. Yeah, let it's, me take you out." Yeah, you either got to slowly build it in, or you just yes got to go for no. the instant kill like, just right away. You know? Yeah. I mean, what do you think? It's all too aggressive. It's all depending. I'm not saying be a creep. I'm just saying just talk to her and get to know her and know her shit. I mean, yeah, you don't like want to go for the kill right away. Yeah, <laughs> not <laughs> off of the first combo, though. Like, I mean, unless you're well, getting that you type of like vibe. But like, connection. Usually they'll let you know if it's the off the first combo type yeah. of shit, you know? The first combo I have with a girl is to find out how busy is she in her own <laughs> personal life. If she's real busy, that's a fucking girl for me because I don't want a girl just sitting around waiting. That's, that a, can't do that's that. so funny you said that because I was going to ask, do you think if a dude got mad options and like, has sex with mad women, he's actually broke and really not living his truth in life? Because I mean, he has so much free time to fuck all these girls and go on Tinder and Bumble. It depends, it depends who he is. It depends who he life. is, but yeah, he, he's looking to fill a void for sure. Yeah. So but, it's like not real. It's just but I mean, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about this. Like if I if I date a girl and our first couple questions are like finding out like, oh, well, I just do this and I don't do anything after work and blah, blah, blah. And I just like hang out, watch Netflix. I'm not. No. You like someone with a passion like you? Not even a passion. Just you're busy. You keep Obviously. yourself constantly busy. You keep yourself motivated. You have projects that you do. You have stuff that you look to do. Um, for example, this girl likes to go to comedy shows. She likes to, she networks a lot. She sets up a lot of events. She does a lot of things on her own. So when if she can't talk to me, she's busy doing something else. Mm, it's good. It's sure. perfect. Because I don't want a girl who's sitting there just like, what are you doing? Go fuck yourself. Oh, uh, yeah. I've, that's, I've had that before. <laughs> where they're like, they want your whole weekend's planned around what you're going to do with them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not good. A lot of girls are like that, though. There's tons of girls like that. They you just got to find attention. the ones that you like. Or they just need something to do because they got nothing else going on. But I like the whole you don't pay mind to them because that's great because if you're busy doing what you're doing, you're not going to really pay attention. But initially, you have to do some type of thing to get their attention, I'm, I'm saying. Yes, Stick your fingers in their mouth. <laughs> oh, God. Porn <laughs> sex is like 45 minutes an hour, but like real sex is like 20 minutes. Well, maybe for me, I guess. Try like three or four hours. Hour and 45 minutes? What the fuck? It's four hours. Key words of wisdom here. Always use a condom, and if you don't use a condom, make sure you got like really strong pull-out game, okay? <laughs> pull-out game week. Yeah, wear a condom. Are you nuts? I have two hairless cats. I have one too. Can you get laid whenever with a bunch of options? How thirsty are your DMs? It's pretty lit. 
I ain't got Instagram. I don't got tweeters. I don't got nothing. A younger guy pick up a, a woman who's older than him. That's a really great question. How could I approach you and take you back to my room if we were sitting at a bar? You ask too many fucking questions. Don't ask no fucking questions. Plus, do funny guys get laid more? Oh, yeah, definitely. Would you date a uh, guy with a small penis? Like, how small? <laughs> How's, how big's your penis? Like, four inches? How funny are you? Then you put that video on fucking World Star. I hit the thing, it's YouTube. Fuck me up more. Sick of it. Stay down the cellar and shut the fuck up. Now. What about J Lo said men are useless before the age of 33, but she's fucked like all younger guys in her life a lot of the times. That's probably where I came from. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> Makes a lot of sense. Why 33? That's so random. I disagree. I think even after 33, I'll still be useless. <laughs> <laughs> For a girl. Why 33? That's like a random age. I don't know. Because she was looking at Tinder. It was a video. It was like a Tinder thing where she was trying to help someone get laid off Tinder. And she was like go swiping and stuff and giving them the options. Because is she saying... Well, everyone says, you know, like, don't really know your career path or what's going to happen until your 30s. I'm like, no shit, but what are you going to do? Some people later, 40s. Some people late. Rodney Dangerfield, old as fuck. <clears throat> Some people get married at 22, have kids 23. Yeah, but J-Lo Vintage Vagina. <clears throat> I love her. Top 10 in the game. Still getting better with age. Ben Affleck got that. And we're back. Everyone wants to get out of here. <laughs> huh? No, yeah, I mean, I'm how just long? thinking about food, man. We didn't, we didn't talk about Jane Smith and Todd the Creator. Yo, oh, that shit was, was crazy. <laughs> that ain't real, though. Heard, Are you sure about that? I heard that? later on Jane Smith came out with his girlfriend was making out with her. No, he could true. be bisexual. True. That dude is he everything. He sounded kind of mad, though. They were just like, doing that for the troll. He's my fucking boyfriend. They're tweeting about it now. If you take anything from this... Is he's my fucking boyfriend? Why would you say that for no he reason? He used to rap about that, that too. Troll, for it's troll, funny. it's for like for views, for top trending. You know Dude, what I'm saying? Sure? I mean, he really says sure some shit. That. That. He well, also Tyler's said nuts. he wants to cut his dick off so he could be gender neutral. He said that. He's a weird guy. He's though. a psycho. But Jaden could definitely be bisexual. To be honest, though, Jaden Smith is only popular because of his dad. It's kind of fucked up. But no, he's, he's, he's talented. He's talented. His dad's dude. no, his dad's amazing talented, but he's kind of <laughs> no. His dad gave him the platform, but you can see that he could hold his own. Oh, we you know what I Icon, mean? Icon's a great song. Icon, he's Icon's a great good. artist. And he's also the song good. with ASAP Rocky, good. Breakfast, is well, good. Well, I know he fucked me out of that 12 bucks when I went to see that Karate Kid remake. Karate My question kid is, do you bad. think it's on him, or do you think his dad helps him out a little bit, too? Obviously. Oh, yeah. They were saying he was so independent, and like the Breakfast Club was like, because he was 13, he wanted to live on his own. Okay, you're 13, you live on your own because your dad and mother are millionaires, so you have access to anything you want. Smith has like 20 But homes. he probably obviously helped him network like anything, and then... He became good on his own. Like, look at it, though. Tom Hanks has kids, and they're not fucking good rappers or actors. Chet uh, Hanks. Colin Hanks is an actor. Well, the other guy isn't. Chet Hanks. Yeah, He's just a Orange rapper. County. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. But, uh, no. but I'm just saying this. Like, uh, Yeah, he I definitely mean, yeah. gets more opportunities for who he is, obviously. But, yeah. but he could still be talented. I mean, I Good feel like sperm he had. I feel like I'm Ooh, the sperm. Jaden Smith of comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Rishi's the Jaden Smith of comedy. You icon living. Rishi's an icon living, bro. <laughs> She's definitely an icon living. What about Jill Scott uh, giving fellatio to the mic at her show? Did you see that? No. Wait, what Wait, happened? what? What happened? You know Jill Scott? Her, I, I don't know living her. Living my life like her. it's gold. No, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling Some it up shitty right singer? Now. Is that what she is? Not a shitty singer. Has a good catalog, but you don't know anything about anything, so. Wait. So I don't know what Sorry we're not listening to R.E.M. or whatever. Ariana what? Grande. You are fucking ignorant. Some oh, yeah, so I don't know Jill Scott, some dumb singer bitch who probably has a great voice. Why like you call every girl a bitch? Damn. Oh, I see it. I'm looking at it. Yeah, she's uh, giving fellatio. Uh, so man. her DMs are probably lit right now. She's licking the. She was sucking oh, off she, a microphone. She's double handing it while bro. singing. 
Yeah. Sex sells. Her concert is going to get sold out now, but apparently <laughs> she's always been doing that. It's a fad. Oh, Miley Cyrus started she, that like four yeah, years yeah. ago. She's she's cupping balls Jill that Scott's aren't even OG, there. Though. Oh, man. She's got an OG. She yeah, is horny as lady. fuck. That's what that is. She just remember needs to Miley get Miley Cyrus, the VMAs, like yeah. three years ago? She yeah. auntie. Wait, what's, what's his face? Yeah, um, she auntie level. Who uh, Who's that dude? Um, Alan Thicke's kid. Alan Thicke's kid, yeah. Robin Thicke. Robin, Robin Thicke's, right. You know what? I want to talk about the Louis C.K. shit. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. What are we talking about? We always talk about well, it. Well, he though. did his first hour ever. So, or his first hour ever. He, he's dating somebody? Since. Yeah, he's dating that French comic, um, Blanche. Is she hot? Blanche Martin? No, like. she's okay. No, she's. I think she's hideous. Blanche Garden. Well, who would date him after that? You she know actually, what I'm saying? Her. She I actually mean, looked familiar. I don't know, because she's from France, and she's based in France, so I don't know if she's ever done some any American stuff, but she looked vaguely familiar. But yeah, he did an hour for the first time in France without any interruptions or whatever, and they said from whoever got access, he didn't do... Um, he didn't address the situation really, except for the part where he lo- like what he did at the cellar, where he's like, "I lost money and I did this," like just making light of it, and it still hasn't like you know apologized, whatever, blah blah. blah. But it was in France. Everyone so says like, he's a douchebag. Looked down upon because like w- you went to France to do it, and like I don't, I don't know, I don't know. He, he's kind of weird. I mean, still Louis C.K. though. <laughs> yeah, but I, dude, I don't. His trajectory is like up in the air right now, now because now it's like I don't really know where you could go from here. Yeah, because he definitely didn't handle it like his comeback. He could have handled it a little better. Yeah, maybe like he's not. Yeah, he's probably standing by his written comeback, his written apology because pe- most people are still pissed that he doesn't. Well, here's my thing. On One thing I can respect is he, he when he got on stage, he was a comic. Like you know yeah. what I mean? He poked that. You know what I mean? He misses shit. his curtains right here. Like he doesn't want to be in the. Lim- Mainstream anymore? He just wants to be a comic. Just that's possible. He's just had a his, comic. He had his run in the mainstream. Like, like what is he just sitting on millions? I mean, are what's you his, are you able network? are you able to fucking after sustain this, your lifestyle after this? Is the question? You know, like I mean, I don't think he could. I think he'd have to just go one step back. I don't think he's gonna take kids. a whole step back. Two step that motherfucker. Mm. Because how rich is he? He probably has like what 40, 50 mil. Well, he lost that. That's why he lost that thirty five mil. It's hard to sustain the lifestyle though once you've achieved that success and money. He's also a he's also a man who puts all of his money into his work. Like he spent a lot of money on fucking like uh, Horace and Pete and a lot of shit. But after this drop off, yeah, he still probably got fucking 30, 40 mil in the bank. I'm just saying that you can still live a pretty fucking good life with 40 mil in the bank. Of course not. He's not like a, and he's, you know. Hey, if you have five mil in the bank, you're still golden. He's he's freaking, you know, he's been around forever. You got two mil. You got any mil. Yeah. If you got, yeah, if you got a mil, you could fucking. I would take two bucks right now. Live off interest. Per mil, the interest off of living off that might be pretty good. You could go to like 14, 15 years. Yeah. yeah, that's the crazy tra- uh, thing about comedy. You start off with shit, and then all of a sudden you could be make fifty million dollars, like Louis C.K. It's insane. It's nuts. Yeah, but I mean, how many people Louis does that happen K. to? That's like forever. that's still a pipe dream. Like there's four people at this table. Like maybe one of us gets it. Maybe I mean it's one out of every hundred thousand. It's tough, right? Real tough. I don't even want shit like that. I just want to be a working comic, dude. Yeah, how Listen, much does the I average c- comedian make? I don't even get it because, like, I asked uh, Zappy, he never knows or never says anything. It depends. Anything. It depends what the It's like one year, 200,000, one next year, 20,000. for every working comic. There's, 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 you, it depends on the possible. comic because if you're a working road comic, then nobody. Like, for example, I got friends who just do corporate gigs. They make about 120, 200K doing comedy, but they're doing corporate gigs. They're not in the clubs or anything. That ain't bad. Then you got people who are just doing cruise ship gigs. They probably make I, like Eddie Murphy. Apparently, one of his like a guy who grew up with him is doing comedy, and that's what his claim to fame is. He's like, I've done, I've opened for Eddie Murphy once, 
and he's doing cruise ship gigs, making three hundred thousand, right? Like, so that ain't terrible. That's great. How long office. are you at sea? <laughs> you're basically your whole life is at sea. <laughs> what are you? A na- you're like a navy sperman salesman. Your whole life is at sea. If you're making that much, your whole life is there. That, that you're taking all the gigs you possibly probably can. fuck a lot of bitches. But then again, it depends. Like, if you're just doing clubs, then maybe you're gonna make sixty, seventy k. Because you know, it's not. It's tough unless you're like one of those guys like Hari Kondabolu who makes maybe one twenty. Mm, that's. But then if you're headlining clubs on the weekend on the road every week, you're in this. You're at the cellar every weeknight. You you know you, you don't do, even make a lot of money. You at do those late places, night right? spots. You do. You have a podcast. You do. I'll go on auditions, getting a couple you know background scenes in a movie here uh, and there, or get your, or get a TV show here and there. A lot of guys don't make the movie. Have day jobs. <laughs> a lot of guys at cellar still have day jobs. Just really? from that perspective, like yeah, Anthony Moore still has a day job, and he's in the cellar. That's wild. So it's like, hey, I sell you. I mean, the cellar is just like it's there to. At, it's like a prestigious spot, but like that's really what it is, though. Like, yeah, it poses opportunity for you to, you know, like network with people that yeah. are. Well, a club spot in the city at night is not a lot of money. You get, you make your money out on the road. You make your money if you're headlining. You make your money if you get a TV show spot. You make your money. I don't if get you what have makes you become yeah. that or what makes you become Louis C.K. Fifty Million. Your market, your base, your. Who's behind you, in, really? Who's pushing you? Put yeah. it this way, yeah. Any, let's say you. So just, it's like your own brand type shit. Basically, yeah. it's that. It's like your manager, your agency that you're with. Like put it this way, if you're with like CAA or some shit like that, you're gonna do fine, bro. Like, I mean, those dudes push. As long as you don't fuck up, it's like all you need to think a little. You basi- with them. yeah, you basically fucking work your way up to the point that people go, okay, I trust this dude enough to be on fire. Any mm-hmm. type of show we book him on, anyway. And then that's where you start making that type of money. And you to be honest, I mean? you can get represented by CIA, but never go anywhere because do you know how many clients they represent? Are you think you're going to be ahead of Brad Pitt? <laughs> no, you're not. So no, I would, comedy wise, but they have it broken off yeah. too. You know they, what they I do. mean? Yeah, it's like, but also they, they they push you if they look at you and they see money on you. If they see money on you, you're golden. If they can't see money on you, they could represent. Especially you if you're mixed side. too. If you're racially ambiguous, like you, they could push you heavy. That's like what somebody Mike. told me. They were like, dude, if like you're black and Hispanic, like that's a fucking gold mine, bro. Like yeah. just start auditioning. Like, trust me. I always and I was like, All right. Like I didn't even know I was a thing. That you're a they, thing. I'm a thing. They, We're all things. Yeah, they <laughs> look like yeah, if you literally look interesting, like like people can't really like put a finger on it, you know what I mean? Or if you're gay, uh now. Uh or I don't But it's know. still tough being gay because if you're Gay, then sure. But if you're if you're a gay I mean, as Asian, long, as, holy long, shit. as long as you're not fucking like crutching it, you know what I mean. Yep. Like if you're not, every, my whole set's about being gay. But it's just oh, you should just said you were gay, Zapia, when Ellie met. Uh, I'm a you fucking were. gay kid. No, you're not. Shout out Chrissy D. <laughs> Steel pipe, Chrissy D. Hell yeah! All right, what else? What else was there? Oh, I was gonna say also though. I always bring it up a little diggy thing. He wanted to do comedy, but he said fuck it because it was gonna take too long, and he became a rapper and got successful like in like three or four years. Not mad at that. Aziz made it in comedy in four years. <laughs> How? He yeah. just hustled. Like, uh, in four years, he was... He definitely had a day job, you're saying, and everything? No, he had a day job, but in four years in comedy, I think he had his first MTV show pop off. Really? Yeah, four or five years it's in It's just comedy. wild, because you say you work a <laughs> nine-to-five, so right after the nine-to-five, you go to the comedy Amy thing Amy Schumer, night, four it? years. I mean, there's a lot of guys that could do it in yeah. four or five years. It's not the norm. Michael Che, I think, was Michael Che in two years was headlining. Two or three years, yeah. That's wild. But I mean, it's is your it, hustle. Is it just is it the hustle and it's also your the, hustle. You, you have to have a gift for it, yeah. obviously too. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, little Dicky's also very talented. But um, yeah, yeah it's your hustle. Cool. It's to be honest, there's a lot of people who also have powerful parents in the industry that could help them out. 
Chris D'Elia? If you're like a book, oh yeah, like a booker or something. Or you have rich parents that just support your lifestyle. Now you live in New York in a sweet apartment. All you do is just comedy, and that's on you. Then if you give if you give me five years of just doing straight comedy, I wish I had that. Yeah, I don't hate people for being born into the nah, because like I would take it in a second if I could. But Jonah Hill tries to deflect that stereotype. Well, he's loaded. He was loaded. His parents. Well, he wasn't loaded. His dad was an accountant for like. Like fucking uh, Guns N' Roses and like all these bands, and then his mom did something in the industry, whatever. His brother, his older brother, was a talent booker and band manager, and he was so he was born and raised in fucking Beverly Hills in L.A. So like they think you know, oh, he got into acting. What else is he gonna do? But he really didn't. I like to look at Jerry Seinfeld. Jerry Seinfeld had he's just an incredible fucking worker. Yeah. Five hours a day just writing jokes, going out there. He treated comedy. He treated comedy from his day one like a job. Wake up at nine a.m. You don't get out of your fucking chair and for five six hours straight writing, and then you go do jokes. And that going to the clubs for him wasn't the work part. That was just the after hour party part. Mm, you're yeah. hanging out. The actual work. You gotta have is so much time to do all this shit. It's actual work is in that pen. Either. It was easier to just go to clubs and get up at clubs back then. Too. Well, if you got the drive for it, it's definitely easier. Cause like, if I didn't have to worry about fucking money in a day, you know what I mean? Bartending part time, and my days were free. Of best believe, I'm getting up fucking in the morning, writing constantly. Write Cause yeah, it's your job at this point. It's the same as like being a rapper. You gotta constantly be writing. Mm-hmm. Can't be doing the same fucking songs for fucking three years. It's not gonna happen. And bro. to be honest, it doesn't Those matter where you write because I think Nate Bergazzi, mm, Nate Bergazzi <laughs> writes on stage. Was what? Nate Bergazzi writes on stage. A lot of guys write on stage. Like, I write Tony on Baker stage. Nate Bergazzi writes on stage. So me going to the stage is when I write, but then I take that back home and work till four in the morning, clarifying. On it, yeah. I've written on stage. Sebastian Maniscalco says he just tells stories sometimes. Doesn't even write. Yeah, but I mean, stories are a performance. Art. This is an act. This is not just a joke telling. This is an right. act. Mm-hmm. You have to act on stage. Because if, if I guarantee you, if this dude, Alex, tells his jokes just very monotone, none of them are going to work. No. Yeah, you performance. <laughs> no, yeah. I got to, like, turn on the pothead. You know what I mean? Like, like, like there's, there's times where I'm I'm definitely in character already, which is fine. So you're a character? Like, you're a hyperversion? Yeah, I'm just, I just, because at one point, like, I'm a laid-back fucking black dude. So Give them the people just, what like, they want. So it's like people always thought I was high anyway, and then when I first started, it was like the lights were so bright, my eyes was just lower, so it just looked like I was fucking just stoned, <laughs> and I realized that's what it was, so I'm like, all right, I was like, yo, just pair fucking good writing with a fucking pothead's delivery, it should hit. You and know? it has to be it, it has to be writing for that delivery, too. You can't be writing like me, because if you write for me, you're never going to work. Yeah. It has to be writing for that. Exactly, yeah, it's just... I tried your delivery style once. I tried going smooth. People hated it. For real? Because uh, they go, because like I was just so not sure. They go, who, what? No, garbage. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to be, I'm going to amp it up. Again. I think no, the I'm nervous Indian is a win. Is that my style? Is that who I am? No, no, I don't, no, I'm just saying like the, like the nervous, anxious type of Indian. It's funny, I feel like, for some people. I, mean, I guess so. Yeah. I don't think I've ever met a nervous Indian. No, Rishi's actually like, uh, I would say, a louder, confident Indian, although he has a small, like, you know, little or smaller persona, but he's like louder on stage. Yeah. And you just yeah. tell people, yo, it's what it is. This is how I feel. Deal with it. <laughs> Deal I with it. I can go burst out. But um, I it's it's uh it's yeah, you gotta treat this like a job, man. If you don't treat it like a job, then it's just a hobby. Yeah. And exactly. some some days you And then you'll just be complacent, right? And to be honest, I got yelled at yesterday from not just my girl, my my Everyone yelled at me, like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Because I woke up late yesterday. It was just, I missed out on everything. I didn't do mics. I just fucked up the entire day. And I 
just they gave it like, dude, this is that's a good, job. good support system. It's great because, but I mean, my parents are doing it for the money wise. My brother's doing it for the support system, and my girl's doing it for the support system. Everyone else is just like it doesn't matter, right? So, but it's good to have that. It's good to have people just like, yo, the fuck are you doing? Because mm-hmm. yeah. if you're not gonna get up and write, if you're not gonna at least go out there and just perform every single night, new stuff, old stuff, whatever it is, just get out there, get out there, get out there, and just be in front of people, then you're wasting time. Mm. Also, you're also wasting time if you're not spending time after shows. And this is what Gordon told me, and I learned it from a bunch of comics, and I learned it from Kevin Hart. After every show, or the shows you can, go to every single person, give them a card, get get your name in their Even face. The, the card thing or the Instagram? Is that like card, the card thing Instagram, and 90 Get thing? their emails. Like, I'm going to try to, I'm trying to do all three, but I'm, I have this nervous tick about me. Where I don't want to go on somebody's Facebook. Hey, can I get your information? That's like, so funny to me. You wouldn't go on someone's Facebook. You go up on stage and talk to strangers. That's right. That's a weird thing. But I. But the thing is, they should go hand in hand. You yeah. should be able. I should be able to go to Alex after the show. Like, hey man, you like the show? He goes, hey man, you're great, man. And it's like, yeah, follow me. And if you have any information, I'd love to take it down. That way, if I have shows coming up, I can contact you about them. Very true. And that you have to. That's it's all part of the hustle. Like, because a lot of comics get off stage and then they go drink, and that's cool. But if you're just going to go drink, you're never going to. Yeah, it's like a social scene. It's like a fraternity type thing. Yeah, I mean, do more. Be better. Yeah. Be more social. Got to keep it moving, I guess. Yeah, Kevin Hart's a beast at that. Like, that's why he's where he is. Kevin Hart, what, sold 1.2 million tickets for the last tour. I think his average price is maybe $80. I That's think Cat, Cat Williams sold more. Now I'm playing. He lied. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Cat, Cat Williams sold 2.2. I remember that. I remember Cat the Williams owes taxes again. <laughs> 300, those number inflations. I remember that. Dude, everybody fucking inflates numbers, man. Like, yeah. That's what I'm saying. This like, is the generation we live in. They inflate. I don't want to be that big. I don't always wanna, live in that generation. I don't want to be that big, dude. Well, like, I don't I know why anybody would want that. Like, it's just too more much. stress, more money, more problems. Word to B I G and P uh, Diddy. It's just. It just seems just like that's enough to make somebody go fucking nuts. That's why, I like, when they're like, "Oh, cat's fucking crazy out of his mind." I'm like, you don't understand the amount of pressure that motherfucker's probably like under, bro. And he was supposed <laughs> to be the next it kid, mm. and then he fucked up a little bit because of his next it kid. That's also drives him mad too. Is like. It's all this pressure, and then you fuck up a little bit, and boom, you're gone. Yeah. Unless you're Dave Chappelle, but Dave Chappelle was he had a, a legend. Chappelle, Chappelle didn't fuck up. Took a break. Chappelle, Chappelle did fuck yeah, up. Chappelle didn't. had a legacy. When he left, he became a legend. There's a difference where Cat Williams fucked up. He didn't sell out. He could have sold out for mad money and done shit he wasn't comfortable about. You think the Chappelle leaving and taking that huge hiatus that no one saw coming helped elevate yeah, his 100%, career? Yeah, like 100%. Why, that's why he's looked at as God now? I think so, because I think if he kept going with the show, I, I think there's always a point in a person's show where, like, the show just isn't as good as it was. Yeah. He ended the show on top. He, he as was a beastly show. And it's it kind of like Ricky Gervais. Qu- it was only a two he was tired too. of doing the black jokes that like uh, make white people laugh. He but didn't want to be that guy. To be honest, Ricky Gervais is the same way. Ricky Gervais refuses, refuses to have more than two seasons and a special because he goes, I want the best two seasons, and that's 13 episodes and a special. He goes, I want the best 13 episodes and a special, and his shows are fucking phenomenal. Extras is still one of my favorite shows. Wait, on... It was on HBO. No, it's on Netflix. You can watch that. It's on HBO. That's yeah. what it was. Okay. Nah, dude, Gervais is smart as fuck, too. He smart. Created, he created The Office, right? Created The Office. Yes, he did. He created The Office. He did extras. He did Derek. He had a couple movies that he hosted basically every Golden Globe. Yeah. <laughs> like, that dude, it's smart. Like, these guys don't want to end on top. That's The whole point is leave them wanting more. That's what they did. And what Chappelle did that too. More. Give him what they want, leave him want more. But Chappelle did that by accident, but he still did it. Yeah. Like his he took it from his dad's advice. If the money's too much when what they're asking you, just go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. Very well, true. You can come back ten years later and make Dude, off a special. 
but the amount of shit you got to produce, though, man, the amount of writing is like, because you know what it's like with writer's block? It's like, how do you be professional about as a writer when you're on fucking writer's block? Yeah. You know what I mean? That's why you hear anybody that got like a writing gig with SNL, all of them like, yeah, dude, first week I swore I'm getting fired. Like everybody was like, I'm getting fired. Because like, nobody can make them laugh because you're writing so much and all of your shit's just like, whatever. Can't even say for yourself, really. Like it's it's kind of crazy. Cause think about how long it takes you to write one fucking joke. It <laughs> took it took me to. I'm still not ready with a lot of my jokes, and it's been two and a half years. Dang. I'm just tweaking it at them, and now you have to write a fucking sketch in a week. In another, in in a different voice, you got to write in multiple people's just voices. Just keep coming and, and coming. Yeah. bro. Like, it's like doing a thousand piece puzzle, and then they're like, "All right, fifteen hundred piece puzzle." Now two thousand piece puzzle, and it's like, yo, what the. Still, <laughs> like, yo. That's why I respect Andy Samberg. Those guys with their digital shorts, the Lonely Island Group, fucking insanely brilliant. Yeah. Was writing fucking material for SNL, and you have the time to just do parody songs, like, <laughs> and they're funny, and they're good. I'm on a boat. I'm on a boat. Not Dick only good, Grammy nominee. Dick You're in right? a box, nigga. Dick in a box. <laughs> I just had sex. <laughs> I just had sex. <laughs> what was the one? Jack Sparrow. Jack Sparrow's one of my favorite Jizz ones. Jizz in your pants, is that one? Jizz in my pants. Jizz in my pants. No, Jack Spears the other one. It's with Michael Bolton. They're so fucking They're bad, so all of them, yet. Yo, you still so fucking bad it's pulled good. off. Ray shit, so fuck yeah. I don't know, black privilege, white privilege, I don't uh, know. Oh, yeah, Dr. Phil said when you're white, uh, you get a 40% longer interview with the job, and then 24% of people uh, sitting further away from you if you're black and not white. Like, so 25 24% of people will sit further away from you if you're black. Wait, what, what? do you mean? Like, so, for example, if I'm Say if you're black, you're, you two are black. We're white. We're sitting further away from you. If we were unless we were white in the interview, not an interview, just in general. But the interview one is that Dr. Phil said when you're white, you get a forty percent longer interview with the job. But I feel like who the fuck figures these stats out? How do they know if they're how, accurate? Yeah. What if the white person was just annoying and asking questions, <laughs> or they didn't know if they wanted him, so he stayed longer in the interview? You know, the white person's asking more questions too. You I know mean, what I'm saying? It's weird. He was he was spitting these facts out. It was just it was but what's crazy. the point of the facts? Is my question. What was he trying to get at? Uh, I think he was bringing it up because uh, Charlemagne was like, "What do you know about white privilege and black privilege, and what can you tell us?" And then they were like, "Tell." It was during a breakfast club interview. And he was just spitting out these facts. And he was saying, like, in a restaurant, if you're black and walk by a white lady, she's most likely going to close her purse. Yeah. It was just interesting. I mean, Alex, you feel that way? <laughs> Has that happened to you? Uh, no. But, like, yeah, I've had, like, certain shit happen before. Like, I just figure, how did they find these stats out? Just really interesting. That, I'm, I'm not too sure Like, about. what if the white person was just really annoying in the job interview and just stayed longer because he kept asking questions? And I know. They didn't, and they didn't want it, but they wanted the black person, and it wasn't as long. It's like an unwritten rule, though. Like, if I'm interviewing for a spot, I know I have to be, like, Ten times better than like the normal person. Yeah. Just no, you don't have to be ten times better. You just have to be more socially engaging to them. They need to know that they could work with you, that you look like a girl hustler, but more importantly, they could actually fuck but with I you. But I gotta break out the vocabulary too. Jobs you know are I mean? yeah, Shit jobs like are that, so like, fake though. Wait, what kind of vocabulary are you using in interviews? Uh Bust dude, I'm using, the, nah, I'm using the word asinine. Uh, the fucking <laughs> <laughs> I have a plethora uh, of material. Yeah, like plethora, <laughs> fucking uh, astute. Uh, <laughs> good one. Yeah, astute is. A I very simplify good one. everything. I simplify to a T. No, yeah, I've always just been. I've been cool. Just but keep the, it the thing is, all these jobs are fake because on social media you're different. Like your Facebook, like 
jobs will never hire you if they saw like the real shit you post on social media for some people. And I just feel like uh, that's so they, fake. If they like, check corporate lifestyle is just so such a they joke. check my Twitter. Jesus, yeah, Christ, they act dude. like they act like everyone's perfect. And then if they saw your stuff, they'd be like, oh wow, everyone lives two lives at work. I feel like, yeah, it's if you're different. if you're at a desk job, I feel it's like. different. I mean, to, yeah, I mean to be honest, with these startups, they actually just want you to be fucking you for the most part. Yeah, I'm saying if it's a good job though, you could be you. Like if you're whatever entertainer or startup company, but if it's like some fucking shit desk job you hate with your life, you have to like act like you're somebody else and portray a different image. Yeah. Yeah. I've definitely cleaned my Twitter up a little bit. Like I gotta get not. that tweet cleaner. My Fuck Twitter's bad. He's trying yeah. to get fired. <laughs> fucking language fucking it. Yeah, it was funny. Fucking language hit me up, shout out Tyler. But he was like, Yeah, dude, he was like, Yo, why is your why are you just so oh, horny on Twitter? And I'm like it's fucking Twitter, dude. Did you, it's did like, you it's clean like, it up because he said something? No, I didn't clean it up. No, I've been cleaning my shit up. But like, what nah, do you do? You go just, back and delete stuff? No, no, no. Not at all. It's just as of late. But like, nah, like, I'm not like the dude posting porn or some shit like that. You know what I mean? But like, if it's fucking. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But if it's funny, it's just like. I'm yeah. like putting it out there. Like, I get it's this. just. Like, yo, fucking chicks with fat asses and shit like that. Yeah, I'm fucking liking it. Like, but you. I put. What? No, 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 go ahead. No, what are you saying? But I'm saying, yeah, but like, like the jobs are like, oh, I'm going to look at your social media, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I know so many good-looking girls with great jobs at great places. You go on their Facebook, it's them getting wasted at Rutgers. It's them yeah. half-naked here. I'm like, it's, so it's, all they got to do is go on your Facebook. Like, it's a double standard, though. Girls I don't get it. can get They want that. More. They want a girl that they... You want a hot chick. You want a, oh, you want a <laughs> hot chick that you could work with that will get the job done, and there's a chance that you might just might be able to fuck. To get the other job but done. Even if it's not that's how, that's it's how hiring That's how hiring bosses you wanna, think. Dude, you I could align that with something currently going on, but I got to have to go But you want a girl... If you have a hot girl doing all this stuff, you also want a girl that can sell sex appeal. She's already selling that. Boom. Yeah, You're that's golden. where the, the example lies. But yeah, people even say like, "Oh, I'm gonna hire pretty girls because more people will come to my business." They do. Yeah. And yes. Yes. I get yes, disgusted yes. when I'm not horny because on my Twitter timeline, it's like all porn shit. Because I follow porn stars, I'm like, "Oh, what am I doing?" That's it's like, right. uh, I follow porn. You see nah, all this stuff. I post. I posted like a dumb tweet, and it was literally like, and it happened. It was just like there's uh some chick that came in uh to the bar, and then she had like fucking green eyes but she's like a redhead and i was like dude yo she Is looked poison she ivy? looked banging <laughs> she looked like a cartoon <laughs> like <laughs> yes what? What? so i'm thinking about roger Alex rabbit the redhead and roger rabbit i love redheads you ever this is insane love redheads but yeah nah she was like yeah she smiled and i was just like put a gift like yo take all my fucking money like, just like <laughs> <laughs> i would already think she's yeah, interested just, if she smiled just fucking around like she smiled like and then uh and he was she like smiled. why are you guaranteed like, sex and he's like why are you so horny on your twitter and i'm like dude it's fucking twitter bro <laughs> nobody like nobody People are gross <laughs> on Twitter. You know what I mean? Like people are disgusting on Twitter. True yeah. that. I mean, <laughs> it's Twitter. Huh? Who gives a fuck? I ain't got Instagram. I got Twitter. Here's the thing. <laughs> I feel like if a girl a redhead smiles at Alex, he's just giving her his social social security number, his bank account. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> dip. yeah, that girl could have it all, bro. I, uh, <laughs> she could tell me, "Give me your clothes." I'll be like, "You got it, bro." Like, like a chick was um, beautiful. This is insane. Yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah, I think I think I'm gonna marry a redhead, bro. Not I see bad. it. I see it happening. I heard redheads are find. crazy. Huh? Hard to find. Nah, no, not there's hard some to find. there's some Italian redheads. I don't yeah. see redheads often. You don't see them Quick often. Quick flight to Ireland, you'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Becky, <laughs> Becky, Becky Lynch. <laughs> yeah, wrestler. She's hot. I don't watch wrestling like that anymore, man. She's pretty good. I was into it for like a year in 2007. You were into into her? No, into wrestling. Oh, maybe her. Was she wrestling at that time? I don't know. I don't think so. Younger um, Becky Lynch. Why the Iggy, is Iggy Azalea going to take that deal? No. I know. 
Bang Bros offered her a million dollars to do porn. Oh, sure. She looks great. A bunch of pictures. famous girls, actresses, singers get porn deals all the time. Probably. Kim Kardashian is the truest. You know how much money that's going to bring into Paris up? Hilton, Kim Kardashian. And Iggy oh. Azalea ain't, ain't even hot. She looks like a lizard. Good, good body. She looks like a Komodo dragon. I love how you degrade women on this podcast <laughs> and call every girl <laughs> ugly and bitch. And like, you're <laughs> fucking like. That's not true. What are you, fucking Brad Pitt? That's not Wait, true. Wait, you saw Iggy Azalea's porn? No, she no, didn't she, have a porn, but they offered her in a tweet and then she got disgusted about it. She's like, I'm not a sex worker. What do you expect? I love when they freak out and get angry. They kind of like diss the porn stars in a way. And then they're like, no. And she's just like, I'm just mad the way they approached me about it. They were tweeting and kidding. Because she's like, I just got off my re- out of my record deal. Where should I sign next? And Bang Bros is like, blah, blah, blah. Sign to us a million dollars. And then people are getting free Bang Bros subscriptions off of it. They're talking about it. Like Academics got it. I think Ryan Davis might have got it. I might have to ask him. Like if you're a com- like some comedians were doing like videos about it after, about the Iggy Azalea thing. And then uh, they were getting free memberships because yeah. they're following. Not bad. But yeah. Anything else? Um, <laughs> let's get eat some Taco Bell. Nah, Charlemagne book is out. Number one release in stress management. I think that's I funny. Read both of his books. Who would have thought of that? Shook ones. You gotta see. You gotta read that. I said, see that. Jesus Christ. It's just talk. Yeah. It's just pretty much talking about turning the, fe- uh, the fear into fuel, like because we're never gonna get past our fears until we face them. It's pretty much about the book. Yo, that's fucking the truth, man. We're all shook, he said. Yeah. And in, in hip hop, they had this like thing where that you you look as like a lame if you're shook or, or scared with anxiety. But he's like, it's not the fact, dude. He's like, everyone gets scared or something. And like, there's rational fears and there's irrational fears. The irrational fears scare him. But like the interviews and stuff and like the beefs, that's all rational. And he's like, you're supposed to feel nervous in certain situations when you're on stage or doing certain stuff. And he goes, you just grow from it. So it's a good concept. Check it out. Well, yeah, being on stage definitely helps you embrace the anxiety. Yeah, you know? it's supposed but to be like. There. I mean, you do it long enough after that. While I get anxious beforehand, yeah, like, like I'm just like, anxiety. I want to go. I Very go. natural, I normal. Go. Yeah, yeah, dude. It's like honestly, it's. I like, asked you about that. Yeah, picture the make sort of shit. It's like you've, you're fighting the battle in your head before you're actually you're going into fucking battle. You know what I mean? Like, and that's probably the worst part. Like a lot of people yeah. are like the worst part before a fight. The worst part it's about a fight isn't the fight. Nah. It's like literally waiting for it. Like, like yeah. I've heard boxers say that all the time. Well, how like, do you guys waiting do, is the worst. I see some comedians pace around before. Like, how do you guys do it? Because what if the adrenaline gets too much? Because, like, I know the time I went on, my mouth got really dry. Was, I like that, though. It was hard. <laughs> you like the adrenaline? I don't. But I don't. You, for, you, you get flooded with adrenaline, you kind of lose your focus and lose your memory. Part That's of the anxiety. Fine. No, That's but fine. here's the thing. Like, the bigger the stage... Uh, do you get anxiety before going on? I do, but it's because I want to do well, right? We always yeah. want to do well, but like I'd rather never be complacent in my attitude. I always rather be having that anxious thing. I don't pace. I sometimes pace, but what I do is I just stand up and I start moving around a lot. I get my body to move around a lot because by the time I hit the stage, I'll be yeah. on. Um, He's I, also uh, energetic. Do you think by the, by, the time you're in the, by the time you're a headliner in a green room, you'll be as nervous? Because I feel like in the green room, you can't even really fucking pace. You can't do much. You just sit there and wait. No, you could. You could do whatever you want. I mean, the green room tiny. It depends on the green room. Yeah. I mean, Punchline in Philly has a phenomenal green room. They have a shower, a bathroom, Ping everything. pong table. I need a fucking ping pong but, table. Um, I mean, it's everyone has their own. I like being anxious before I get on stage. I like the fact that, oh, Jackson, fuck, yeah. like, hey, I you need to have my bored stuff bored and because then what's, what's it worth? Cause Cause but too anxious, though? You're really like, sweating. You got to take six shits before. Like, that I, I mean, get a bit here. always get, like, a little anxious, but then once you get on and you're back to used to what you're doing, yeah. you flow, it's fine. Also, waiting is the worst part because it, yeah. in your head, you... Worst case scenarios. In your head, you're going through everything that can go wrong, yeah. and you're like, wow, if this goes wrong with... And then Welcome you're, my you're, life. you're fucking yourself over, which is what... I think the whole waiting part 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 is uh, wrong, but I, I when I, that's why I get up and move around. So you got to keep your mind that. fresh. I think, think about, about just the joke I'm gonna say and the next joke after that. But I also don't st- I don't have everything structured mm. because I like to keep things loose. When you get up there, what happens when you just fucking flood it w- and just forget everything? I do crowd work. 
and then, <laughs> you, then you start remembering and it starts coming back. Well, no, I'll just, the feeling goes away. There's that a flow. There's a rhythm and flow. So if I forget what the next thing is going to be, like I did, we did this Hindi English open mic. This guy Prathaproth runs it. Does that Dude, mean hin- Indian? Hindi? Yeah, Hindi. Yeah, like, yeah Hindi so? English open mics. So it's all Indian crowd, real Indian crowd. And uh, Pratha runs it. And I, lo- I lost it on the last joke. I I'd had a really good set comparatively, but it was okay set. It wasn't phenomenal, but it was good for the moment. But. I lost it on the last joke, and what I just did was I just kept repeating the same thing over and over, and then I just did a little <laughs> bit of crowd work and got off. Like that's what I had to do. Yeah. But um, on the big stage, if I forget it, I'm just gonna go to the next joke. Yeah. I don't care. I'm just uh, if you have enough material that you're gonna do an hour, yeah. you should be able to go to another joke. You lost it at the end though. You didn't lose it because of anxiety. Like you were nervous, was it? No, I lost it, it because I didn't know where I was going with it. Gotcha. I had a because pl- in my head I had a place I was going with it, but then something happened in the crowd that threw me off a little bit, just enough that I'm like. What was I taking this to again? Hard to be focused up there, it seems like. And I feel like once you start it, you're usually good. Because like, I feel like the starting part's the scariest. When you first get on, you don't know what the fuck you're going to start it with. And then it just flows. But I don't know. Yeah. I mean. As long as you have enough material for the time covered, it, it'll flow fine. Word. Yeah, it's always nice when you flow off top, though. Because then it's just you can go into shit effortlessly. You, know, but sometimes you get more confidence. Like, yeah. Yeah, you ever get overly confident where you fuck up? You're like, yep. oh, I shouldn't have said yeah. that. Yeah. All the time. All the time. I do shows that I'm like, I should murder. I should murder. And then I'm like, yeah, I'm going to murder. And I go up there and I flail <laughs> for like 25 <laughs> minutes. When I'm not nervous is when I bomb the hardest. Why? Because yeah. you're, you're relaxed? Not on edge. You're not perceiving everything. You're not like... You don't, when even, you're, see, when you're, you don't even seem when nervous. When you're on... Yeah. But like... But trust yeah. me. Like when you don't have the nerves of doing well, when you're on some shit like... Yeah, yeah. You're just not as sharp, dude. True, true. You know what I mean? It's like when when the stakes are high, it's like you're so that you much more accurate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you don't stuff. at the same time, I guess. Yeah, but I mean, there's also ones where it's like, yo, it pans together and you're not trying, but it's hitting. Those are good, too. Like, That's really good. Shit's hitting. Those are the best, man, when you're not trying. Like, you're literally just flowing. It's like, those are the ones where you're like, man, I can't believe I don't have a fucking hour special right now. This is fucking bullshit. Then you have another show a week later, and you eat it, and you're like, yep, this is why. Oh, balances the life circle. Life. Do you ever get like a real high when you do real well, and you're like, fuck this, I'm the best ever? Yeah. Yeah, Rishi said that before. Because it, stay- yeah, it stays... What I've noticed with me is I'll hit a rut, That's and then I'll hit-, I'll hit a rhythm. So like, I'll have like two, three weeks of just like, it's just going my way. But I know by week two, three, I'm like, up, oh, I'm due for one. You know what I mean? Like, plus you don't want to keep doing the same fucking shit either. You want to toy around with some stuff, and that's when you start. You know, you, if you're not used to fucking bombing, you know what I mean. When it does happen, is that much is that much more jarring? You know what I mean? Like, and then it's just like sometimes you overthink it, you end up bombing more. Like, yep. and you're gonna have a week. I want a week with just straight bombing on everything and it's because and every bomb i'm like what i do i gotta do this thing next time all right i'm gonna do this thing next time and then you're just not in a rhythm you just get out of every rhythm and then it takes one little good set like a one small laugh that just sparks everything to come back again yeah like i'm in like a i'm in like a little bit of a rut right now but like i'm starting to feel myself come out of it because wait rut in comedy or rut in general rut like not rut in comedy in terms of like i'm not i have a you should always have a higher expectation level for yourself after a while. You know what I mean? And when you raise that bar, it's hard to meet that bar. Once you're meeting that bar, you you know what I mean? You fall into your rhythm and you're hitting that bar constantly. But then after a while, it's like, I want to do better. Now it's like, you know what I mean? So, like, to me, an uh, uh, okay set to me is still bombing. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like people now, like people be like, nah, but you did good. It's like th- if it wasn't a kill, it's a bomb to yeah, me. Yeah, that's exactly that's right. Like, that's it's funny. You're your own worst critic. Like literally, if people aren't fucking like, if I can't talk without having to let laughter die down, bomb. And it's funny the crowd doesn't see that. It's more just uh, people who know about comedy will see that. You know, not yeah. really the crowd. Yeah, I mean, there's dude. plenty of shows you're gonna be on. People go, wow, you're great. And I'm like, off that. Like, you, I, I off that. Get the fuck out of yeah, here. Because you built suck. yourself to a level, right? Because at, at first, but two years ago, I'd be like, oh, whatever I did on stage is amazing. Like even a small laugh. Now, like as you progress, there's gonna be a point where I'm like, if I don't get like 20 applause breaks in 20 minutes, I, I bombed. Like it's not great. Yeah. No, nah, I don't. I don't want. I wouldn't want that. You're your own worst critic. It's like you're the your competition, right? Yeah, I kind of like doing. I like doing hell shows with good people though. I just want to seeing how they handle it, like a hell gig where you everyone you a hell gig is when everyone's looking at each other like, yo, you ready for this one? Like, like, like you're just, with looking you at that crowd, you're like, yeah, we all work in the day, and seeing one by one how everyone handles it, those are my favorite. Those <laughs> are my fucking favorite. Like, I just want to have an Andrew Schultz made that guy made a guy split his nose open because he was laughing so hard. That's amazing. Yeah. He was laughing, so and he hard. had a stroke. He Bang said his before, face into the seat in front of him, split his uh, nose open. He posts on Instagram. Somebody had a stroke. Yeah, I'm trying to make some. I'm trying to make somebody laugh so hard they, they just die? puke. Nah, just throw up, dude. Yeah. Like, that's that's uh, the ultimate laugh. I'm just, <laughs> can't breathe. And he's like hyperventilating, and then just pukes. I've been there. Well, I've been I've been close to puking from laughter, but I've cried because you can't times. breathe. Yeah, can't yeah. Breathe. Mattel and Bill Burr. J- oh, for real. Yeah, live. JB Smooth made me cry, and I never like cried like that. The fucking mm-hmm. the grill master bit. You know what I'm talking about? Where he's like, uh, where he was like, you flip a burger, you turn a hot dog, you flip a burger. He was like this. He was like, but you're going to fuck up. He was like, you're going to turn those hot dogs. He was like, and then you're going to use those same tongs to flip a burger. And he was like, you're going to break a burger in half. He's like, but you're going to do that to every fucking burger <laughs> on the grill. He was like just going on about like, like literally about how this dude can't cook <laughs> in the front row. He was like, you had 35 burgers. Now you got 70 pieces of meat. <laughs> And he was like, but you can't fucking put broken burgers on a burger, so now you got to use the hot dog rolls for the fucking burgers. Now you got no hot dog rolls for the hot dogs. He's like, you fucking up. <laughs> He's like, really fucking up. Then you got the lisp. Oh, yeah. dude, that shit made me cry. Yeah, like, nice. It's too funny. You ain't no goddamn grill master. I guess I was at a mic, and a guy comes on. Was it Stress Factory? And he said he was J.B. Smooth's brother. Do either of you recall that? No, I don't know. I was in my, I was probably in the city by myself then. I don't know. But no, I was no. like, oh yeah, damn. No. JB's movie got a brother. There's yeah. a play I saw. It's called the play that goes wrong. I had nachos maybe earlier that day, maybe at nachos. 12 p.m. I, this thing was at 8 p.m. Yeah. I almost threw up all the nachos. Yeah. I I had to go to the bathroom just to, like drinks. I I had to go get water, go to the bathroom, make sure I wouldn't puke because this it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> it was such a good play. It was one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. What was it? The play that goes wrong. It's slapstick. It's fucking amazing. All right, I gotta I gotta see that. Like that's like if you can't somebody puke. That's, that's in New York. It's about right. to, it's about to end its run, but like you should definitely watch it. It's such a good play. Work. All right. I definitely got to see that then. Like, I mean, damn, you hang in New York a lot. Have to. Yeah. You got to be everywhere. You don't have to just be in New York, New York, New Jersey, Philly, Boston, everywhere. You got to show face everywhere. What's the biggest uh, difference between New Jersey and New York or like Philly? The biggest scene difference. I mean, I think Jersey has better comics for the most part. It depends. Well, that, they just don't. They just don't. Hey, no, 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 that's not true. I, I think Jersey has a lot of great comics. I think New York has too many comics. You see so many more shittier. Oversaturated. Comics. 
Um, it's the biggest city in the it's world. It's with the, the most saturated market of comedy, so it has the best and the worst comics all in wrapped in one. Um, you're just gonna see a lot more shittier comics than great comics. Whereas here, you're gonna see a lot more better comics because we're just surrounded by them. Um, but I think that uh, I mean, it's just more competition in New York. But I don't think the audience is too different. I think Jersey, Jersey, New York. You, ki- yeah. you can kill Jersey, you can kill oh, New York, you can kill New York, you can kill Jersey. It depends where it's in New York's York, backyard. It's kind of. But uh, Philly. Philly's the same thing. I think oh, the I think the most different fans. was San Francisco. San Francisco is so. PC. Oh, you've been to San Francisco? I've done San Francisco. I've done Portland. I've done Boston. I've done Chicago. I've done New Orleans. Wow. I've done Ohio. You, I've done you don't. You're not afraid to get around. You just get on the plane and go. No, I get paid. Well, it's still yeah. I mean, you're getting paid, but you're st- you just uh, you just fucking go. Yeah, I go. Just fuck it. Yeah, I'm gonna do L.A. from the December 19th to 29th. Oh, you're gonna do it? Uh huh. Nice. And it's just network networking is the name of the game. Network. Yeah, network. I mean, Good I open product. for this guy, Rajiv Satyal. I know a guy named Theo Vaughn, and I open for Ben Hagel, L.A. guys. They're just going to show me the scene. Nice. And you Rajiv You're Satyal. opening for Theo? No, I didn't open for Theo. I just know him really well. Follows me on Twitter. Theo is a fucking so great dude. Yeah. Uh, but it, it, he's fucking hilarious. Dude, yeah. he's so fucking good. Unbelievably good. good. fuck, bro. But uh, Rajiv oh, used to open for Russell Peters. So, I mean, he's pretty well known in the yeah, scene. Yeah, Russell Peters, OG. Anything else? Nah, any upcoming stuff? Nice short episode. Uh, you guys want to say plug anything or do uh, anything or say anything? November 29th, I'm doing Smoke Break with Courtney Reynolds in the city. I don't know where yet. And then December 6th, I'm uh, headlining at Old Canal Inn uh, with a couple other people. Pretty funny dudes. But yeah, come out to that. That's in, I want to say, no, it's not. No, it is Nutley. It's in Nutley. Okinawan, right next to fucking Montclair. So, mm-hmm. yeah, come through. I don't know. How about you, Rish? Uh, how far down are we going? Uh, I don't know. Just a week in advance. Uh, Two weeks in advance. Thursday, I'm going to be in Fort Lee, New Jersey for at the sh- Comedy at the Modern. Um, Monday, I'm going to be in New York at Jeremiah Shore Show. And then Wednesday, I'm going to be doing uh, 78 Lounge at Tina Graham's. Hey. All right. Anything you, Zach? Uh, this weekend I'll be doing the leaves and also <laughs> sky- skyping with a my free cam model. Hey, uh, yeah. about yourself, right? And then also, uh, yeah, and then also oh, okay. uh, Thanksgiving's coming up, driving to PA with Blocker. <laughs> nice. There will be many videos made. Oh, that dude's gonna, he's gonna smack you, dude. You All know right. what's scary? Uh, like I interviewed just some porn stars, and now when I go on like any porn site, they're all their sh- their feed comes up. They're watching us. Mm. The internet is God watching is, us. Yeah. Oh yeah, because like the YouTube videos, like even the YouTube videos, because I like go put their names and what I done, and then if I go on any porn site, they all they like fly out the ones I did. It's weird. It's creepy. Listeners, the internet is watching us. All right, keep basement. Thanks, rate and subscribe. The usual shit. Rishi, thanks so much for coming out. Appreciate it. Cool. Thanks for having me. Also, follow me on Instagram at KingMather23. Hey, you heard him. Hey, thank you guys. Listen, subscribe on SoundCloud, iTunes, Laughable, Spotify, and yeah. Spotify, yeah, whatever. That was the shortest episode in like three Keep months. it basement. I don't know. YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify. Clock, yeah. This episode of the podcast, oh, f- oh, be quiet, <laughs> dipshits. Uh, <go> <laughs> Alex is going to make me laugh. <laughs> Fuck you. Do more than you, you horse. This episode of the podcast is brought to you. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, fucked all right, Alex fucked me on that all right, one. Sorry. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Stealth Mode Motorsports. Stealth Mode Motorcycles serves worldwide motorcycle enthusiasts. Rishi's laughing right now. Racers and custom builders. Machine gunning this. Huh? Yeah, just talk, man. You're going too fast. Yo, we're laughing regardless. Yeah, because I had to. I'm going fast to get it done before I laugh again. Go, go ahead, go. We're not gonna. We're not gonna make you laugh. Go. Keep it cute. Good coat. This.
This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Stealth Mode Motorsports. Stealth Mode Motorsports serves worldwide motorcycle enthusiasts, racers, and custom builders with the highest quality OEM parts for Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, Kawasaki, and Ducati Super Sport Motorcycle models. We buy and sell used motorcycles as well, based out of Charlotte, North Carolina. StealthModeBikes.com, also on Facebook and Instagram, at Stealth Mode Motorsports. Need an engine for a race car? We supply engines to race teams all over the world. Lay your bike down and don't... <laughs> What the fuck? I was almost done. Alex is a fucking douche. I was almost done. No, you need an engine for a race car. <laughs> I wasn't. Ex- I, do, I don't. I don't. I know. Neither do I. You need an engine for a race car. <laughs> I don't either. Y'all niggas need an engine. And fuck it. Just put in the first couple sentences then. Oh fuck it. wow, that's funny. All right, guys. Stay out of these cash apps. Stay out of the cash apps, guys. Follow your dreams and listen to Keep It Basement. Rate, subscribe. Thanks, hey, guys. Peace. Thanks. Just masturbate if all else fails. Peace. Exactly. Job in California. You don't like it? Fuck it. You get on a plane, fly home. That's it. Take a chance. Four minutes at the at the at the, at the, at the comedy club in New Brunswick. Four minutes. Might turn into a, a spot on a Jimmy Kimball Tonight Show. You never know. You got to try it. You just can't stay on a safe route because then you're going to end up being kind of bitter when you get older. That you didn't take no chances. That's it. That's my view on things.